What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast, episode 272. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden. It is a lovely Sunday morning here in Kansas City, and I've got the regular crew back with me this morning looking partially dapper. I'd say we're standard today. We've got Dan in a t-shirt, we got Hogan the hoodie and the hat, and Travis rocking the Mr. Tie guy, of course. How we doing, boys? I'm doing well. I, I like my hoodie and my hat, but you know, <laughs> I didn't say there's anything wrong with it. It's just we look very as we always look today. It's Stock like this is the outfit for all four of us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. We're going to be talking today about a number of things, uh, including, of course, Grand Theft Auto 6. And, uh, you know, finally hearing we're actually going to get to see this mythical game next month. We've got the uh, Game Award nominees coming out tomorrow. We'll obviously have a few jokes about that. We've got a few other things to talk about as well, uh, including uh, Modern Warfare 3 launching, some updates on some uh, gaming media that I wanted to touch on as well. But before we get into all of that, first, a couple things I wanted to call out is first, I wanted to uh, say a sincere is what I was trying to say. Thank you for anyone who uh, super chatted last week and or donated to Extra Life after the show. Uh, I know against the tide over on Hoag's uh, side and a few others kind of shared out some stuff with my Extra Life campaign. And thanks to the Super Chats last week and extra donations, I was able to pass my goal, uh, even though I couldn't stream last week. So thank you very, very much for that. Really appreciate it. And um, other than that, yeah, we, uh, you know, it's been a little more quiet outside of BigCast on the season gaming side. Um, just a lot going on. But despite that, still a bunch of new subs coming in, which is awesome. So if you're new here hanging out with us, thank you very much for that as well. Really appreciate it. All right, gentlemen. Well, we've got to take a look as we're talking about GTA today. Tide came through as always. Let's see what she got for oh, us. Boy. Oh, do this we have week. some? Oh, I was hoping I had a oh, lollipop my. or a bikini or something. No. <laughs> all right. We all were, Hogue. We all were. <laughs> you heard it here first. Hogue was hoping he'd be in a bikini for this shot. Tide, you know what to do. <laughs> this is great. Travis's okay. hand. Is that a vape? Yeah, like, no, it, it's one of the black light things. He's he's like straight from oh, Detroit. Yeah. Um, so. yeah. He's like David Caruso. It's like Ains, Ains looks like he uh, he just got added to the Fast and Furious cast. I do. Uh, oh sure. God, yeah, what yeah. disturbing news! Oh, it's great. Is. It's great. Yeah. Quarter of a mile at a time. That's awesome. uh, Dan looks like uh, uh, Trevor from Grand Theft Auto Five. Like right when he started using meth, like before the downturn. You know? Yeah, I think Stan has really good. good eyes. And, uh, <laughs> Hogue looks like the side quest character that you have to help get a girlfriend. You know, there's like always one of those, like an affable character. He's not wrong. Yeah. And I'm clearly the government spook and or some dude who's about to dose somebody. You know, I don't, I don't, yeah. Don't trust my character in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. It never, never works out well for you. I'm definitely going to try to kill the player in the final act, regardless. No doubt. You are. You're the FBI I... agent that has a whole string of quests and then turns on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like a classic GTA thing. So it's good. It's good nice. stuff. It's good stuff. Dan, yeah, you always look sad, my friend. We got to turn that frown upside down. You know, sometimes, you know, art imitates life. So, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I think <laughs> right in, honestly, it, to, it, to the credit, they're nailing Dan's general vibe. I think <laughs> they're making me like. Clearly, the AI thinks I'm evil. Every, <laughs> every the AI week. is smart, man. It is intelligent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, I mean, we won't get into the problematic nature of what the AI. Why, why is the AI doing that? Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's mm. good stuff. <laughs> oh, thank you as always, Todd. Appreciate you. <clears throat> All right, gents. Why don't we go ahead and get into? Oh, wait, 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 wait. How could I forget? Google man <clears throat> was first this week again. He reclaimed, oh. you know, his his title. Um, with the first super chat here, let's grab these out of the way quickly. All right, Googleman, uh, with the five euros, welcome back to the number one spot, buddy. Uh, still <laughs> playing Dark Tide, even though it quickly turns into an endless plateau. Uh, Space Marine 2 also coming 2023, still. Uh, Lacrids by Bulo is good. Bulo, how do you say that? What is that? that long I have one? no idea. I'm not uh, gonna maybe, even attempt it. I don't know what Lacrids um, is. Dark Tide, I, a game I wanted to play, but with everything else that has come out, I have not even touched it, even though it's installed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Space Marine 2 is supposed to still come out this year, but the last we saw of it was right, I think, the beginning of September when they said that, and it is obviously mid-November now, and we don't have a release date, so I'd say that's looking kind of iffy. Yeah, I wouldn't I bet we'll money say. on that. No. no, no, it looks good, though. Oh, what would you bet money game. on? How, not really a how betting risk, man. How risk yeah, see? So his, so that, that phrase means nothing when it comes to <laughs> Ask someone who will take bets. On yeah, I won't bet right? money on that. Okay. There we go. And Ains yeah. is an addict. He's got a problem. So if he wouldn't bet on it, then, you know, now, now you got some information. I, I did used to gamble a lot. This is, true. this is true. I know. You look like somebody who used to gamble a lot. <laughs> I get, yeah. <laughs> You look like you want to talk about it. <laughs> you look like I honest. lost a lot of bets yeah. in life. <laughs> you, you look like you want to tell somebody about how you used to gamble a lot. That's I'm good. Small, I'm good. Know? We're going to go ahead and move on. But Google <laughs> Man, welcome back to the number one spot. Dan said, thank you very much. Random name in the house. Random name with the 499 Super <laughs> Chat. With the Golden Joystick Awards, winners and nominees, how do you feel about your choices for the Keeley Awards? I like how they call them Keeley. I'm oh, feeling well. pretty good. I'm feeling yeah, pretty good. Yeah, you should be. I'm not worried about it. I still don't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So, we should. Though I will say, there's been a lot of talk, and you guys have seen it, a lot of awards and talk of Resident Evil 4 remake, which I'm loving yeah. because if yeah, that hits by, is more present than I would have expected. If I, that, that hits that, by chance, I'm golden. Because I'm the only one with it on my list. So to be fair, the the I think we also saw Dave the Diver in there in the Golden Joystick Awards. Was I it's a recommendation. So, I mean, in you know, it was a yeah. category. But. I mean, here's here's the thing I learned about the Golden Joystick Awards. I forgot that every year at the awards, I'm disappointed in who gets nominated. So <laughs> I forgot that part. I was like, oh right, I hate all the choices they make. I forgot about that. So. I'm basically just win or lose on this bet. I'm just bracing for a gut punch of like, man, I can't believe this is what got nominated. So, yep. Yeah. Well, I'll be ready tomorrow for well, the, the Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's going to be like, it's going to just be a bunch of games. We're like, oh, God, really? Is that what, is that what we think is the best in this? Industry? So, the, the most interesting one, not to stay on this, but Resident Evil 4 remake won best PlayStation game over Final Fantasy 16 and anything else, obviously. But. And Spider Man. And yeah, Spider Man. I think Spider Man won problem. a different award, but still. But so it didn't win play, best PlayStation game, which is the surprising. problem no. with their, their nominations. Here's a PlayStation game of the year. It was Final Fantasy 16, Resident Evil 4, Street Fighter 6, Humanity, Armored Core 6, and Star Wars. Those were the PlayStation nominees. 
<laughs> just for PlayStation. Now, the ultimate game of the year was like Baldur's Gate, Legend of Zelda, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Jedi, Alan Wake, Resident Evil. Jedi got nominated. Yeah, Resident Evil. I'm sure it did. I mean, there was a ton of them for the ultimate game of the year, but it didn't make any That would sense. be three and three, though, if they both got nominated <laughs> for us. Man. So, like, like sure. Dead Space? But then we Xbox? might be okay, and someone like Dan or Hogue may fall down. Like, we uh, keep no, assuming it's between it. me or Travis. But. I doubt it, dude. A, a Dan and Hogue are fine. <laughs> they're, they're okay. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they should be feeling a lot more secure. I'm interested what you guys are going to make me play, because I feel like you can't hurt me. I feel like I can figure something out. Really? You know? Try I me. Mean, I mean, maybe maybe it's not involving video games. It could be involving <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa, hold on. You know, I'm just hold saying, on, man. Show up here, you know, and, and Whoa! Day, whoa! You know? I think we're going out not of like scope here. I would never do that. That'd be crazy. You know? <laughs> Although that'd be easy. Um, well, like I said, it was meant to. It was it was meant to just be goofy. Like it doesn't have to be painful. Right. <laughs> I don't know why we're trying to inflict pain. No, no. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. We're just yeah, gonna make Travis do a full run on of uh, bang on balls, right? Yeah. Like bang on balls. Saying, doesn't he keep saying wait, he doesn't wait, understand that one? Wait till bang on balls gets nominated. Yeah. I, then what? Yeah. Right. I. I. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I could beat bang on balls. I think I have three more levels in it. That's not that big of a deal. I mean, you say stuff Sounds like, like a that, pleasant afternoon like, to me. Why? Why is the AI always making me evil? You know, <laughs> even though I'm, I'm trying to inflict pain, that's my whole goal. If I mean, yeah, I mean, knows what's going I on. mean, but here's the thing: I'm trying yeah. to inflict pain by making you guys open, making you guys broaden your horizons for what types of games you might enjoy. Dan, I really wish would lose because I, yeah, I, I feel like I could make him love a game. I could make him play Dave the Diver, and then he'd be like, "Shit, I like this." Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? And that then he's like, I need great. to open my eyes to indie games all of a sudden. Exactly. That, yeah. like we, could we could fix Dan if he loses, <laughs> but it's just not going to happen. <laughs> You're gonna Honestly, you know, what would, you, know what would inflict, you know what would inflict the most pain on Dan is to make him play like five hours of like a battle royale. It wouldn't happen. Say so you wouldn't do it? No. No way. Oh, you but have to honor the bet, sir. I will honor the bet. I'm not worried about losing. I know you're not. Yeah, you shouldn't be. You're definitely the best <laughs> position right now. But if you do, you have to honor the vet. Yeah, I will. So. Also, I love that our bet only considered rules for the loser, not for the winner. We don't have any. I don't care. <laughs> you know, there's no like the person who gets number one spot gets something. It's like, no, no, just the person who fails. That's a waste of time. No. I think says a little bit yeah. about this group. A little, little bit of the mentality. Yeah. This toxic relationship. <laughs> don't don't fail or there will be consequences. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, random name. Thank you very much for the super chat. And good morning to Vince Willis. Good morning, everyone, with the 10 gifted memberships. Thank Again, you, Vintage Thank Willow. you so much. I, I run out of uh, compliments and, and thank yous here. So, um, yes, thank you sincerely. All right. Okay. Um, so I wanted to get to obviously what we've been playing. I've got uh, a couple things down, including Hoag's notes and Thai guy travels. Thai guys travels is what I meant to say. Um, you know, that's basically what our currently playing is lately. I did not have a lot of time this week. I did try to play some more Alan Wake too. I got a few more parts or whatever the hell they're calling them chapters parts through. Um, <clears throat> so you're not yeah. wrong. It's okay. parts and chapters, depending on which story. That's right. Okay. All right. So I got a couple more in. Um, so I think I'm like eight to ten hours. I'm still pretty early. but um, My final I'm time on Alan Wake 2 was 28 and a half hours. 
Okay, so maybe That's I'm very long. approaching a third, eight to you ten hours. Say it's very long. No, no. I had to do some of those fights a number of times. Yeah, I think Ains, you're like I was under twenty hours. I think I was like sixteen to get through the game. Okay, all right, probably right between those two. Like, and you finished it too this week, Dan? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah. Okay. I had to, I had, uh, was coming, man. I had to hurry up. Oh, right, right, right. So that's actually what I wanted to talk about with Alan Wake. So I've gotten a little further. Um, obviously, I can't talk about the the complete experience, but I really am enjoying it. It is kind of all over the place. Um, the open kind of sections of Alan Wake, you know, where you're exploring and stuff for fun, I'm enjoying them. They're a little, I don't know, they're a little slow. They don't do a whole lot for me, but um, I am enjoying it. But I wanted to, regardless of my my perspectives, because I haven't finished it, I did want to bring up a comment we got on last week's episode after Dan's rant about Alan Wake 2. Of course. Um, so, <clears throat> no, 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 they agree with you, Dan. So, I know. Te- no, that's test- what I'm worried about. so shout out to test subject 15 we don't know what happened to the first 14 we're looking into it but number 15 i I think we know what happened (laughs) they're in a masquerade they agreed with dan too and look what happened Mm -hmm. um he said he or she said totally am with dan on alan wake 2 lifelong remedy fan here and his nolan analogy with the heads up asses line is spot on I'm sure I'll finish it eventually, but not anytime soon. I never thought I'd be so disappointed in the combat and pacing in a Remedy game, um, but they they finally did it to make the gunplay so plain and serviceable, lacking any sort of flair and style that they're known for is blasphemy to me. You come to Remedy games for stylish, gimmicky, bullet-ridden action and nutty, quirky narrative. Well, this is that's, what he said. That's a crazy reason to come to Remedy, in my opinion. <laughs> Remedy must have lost the memo for the former when it came to designing this one. Hopefully, they can bring it back for those pain remakes. So, that's one obvious just one person's opinion. But now that you finished it, Dan, have you changed your opinion at all? And of course, Hoax finished it as well, and I'd like to hear from both of you on on kind of the final thoughts on the journey, if you will. Yeah, I can talk to that. Yeah, you go ahead, man. Let's So there's a couple things, right? So I've said this in this space and other spaces a number of times, but I think that the combat in a game should always be reflective of what the game wants to be. And the original Alan Wake and Alan Wake 2 don't want to be Max Payne. They don't even want to be Quantum Break. They certainly don't want to be Control. They don't want you flying around and throwing boxes everywhere. And Alan Wake 2, I do think, loses some of the verve of Alan Wake 1 that has some cinematic slowdowns and is a little bit flashier with the light and the dark shadows. Alan Wake 2 is aiming at something that I, I would argue is more quote unquote realistic. They're trying to put it in the world a little bit more. So the dark shadows are honestly a little bit hard to see from a gameplay perspective. And the flashlight mechanic is a lot less um, gamey. So Alan Wake 1, you have to hold it on them and you have to do various things that is much more gamified. And Alan Wake 2 is a button essentially, but I think Remedy made the specific choice to say this is a survival horror game. We're going to take you down to the tank controls from the Resident Evil series, and we're going to make this feel uh, tough. It's going to make it's going to make every encounter feel tough in a way that Alan Wake One doesn't. And I think that's a choice in the game that they're designing. And I like that choice. I think they make some mistakes towards the end, honestly, because I think they ramp things up to huge groups like Alan Wake One, and they do various things at the end that I don't think they're their combat system is really built for that. You don't see resident evil do. Um, and I don't love that. I think there's a, there's a pretty big difficulty spike towards the end of the game. And I think that that's not awesome for gameplay experience. 
but the narrative is strong enough that chances are you're going to will yourself through however many times it takes. And it took me a lot longer to get through Alan Wake 2 than some of my brethren here, uh, but we still got through it. So I, I think it's a good game. I said last week that Alan Wake is one of my favorite games of all time, and I thought Alan Wake 2 was better. I think Alan Wake 2 is both better and worse. I think Alan Wake 2 is a is a more considered game design than Alan Wake 1. Alan Wake 1 really has the combat simply there as something to keep you from narrative beats. And Alan Wake 2 has a more thoughtful combat mechanic and pro- progress through the game with healing and other things that is is more thoughtful. It's It's a better game. It's a more engaging game. But narratively, I think to the to the comments about Nolan, I do think as it continues in complexity and puts more and more things on its plate, there is a little bit more of the up your own ass kind of fart sniffing than I was <laughs> than I was feeling in the first say five chapters. So it definitely goes to a place which is very uh, aren't we so smart? in a way that I don't think they fully pull off or earn at the end credits. Hmm. Hmm. I definitely didn't feel that in my playthrough, like uh, the the pretentious part of it. To me, it was just like a team that was having Travis. Nightless night. Nightless night. Yeah, I I, I don't know. To me, it was just them having fun, and I think that they use the fact that you're expecting twists against you to kind of like confuse you. And even when like you see twists coming, you don't trust it. And to me, it just struck me as just a team that was having fun and not really caring about what the viewer was going to think about it. They're just like, look, I think it's just... mostly that. I, I think yeah. that's the, that's the predominant flavor is that you feel like they're going crazy and they're, they're having a party in their writer's room and you're along for the ride. But yeah. there are points as you get more towards the end and you're, you're in a loop as it were with the things that they want to talk to you about. Uh, that um, that I, I do get some of that vibe, and I can certainly understand if you're not on Remedies uh, wavelength at all that that could be too much by the time you get to the end of the game. Yeah, I, I guess I the, the thing I disagree with in the super chat is that like Remedy is about gunplay, like certainly well, with that's, Max that's how Payne. They, yeah, I think Max Payne. That's how they got popular, right? Max yeah, Payne certainly with Max Payne, but like with pretty much every game since like i wouldn't say quantum break is a game you play for gameplay that game is pretty mediocre in terms of gameplay alan wake one obviously very mediocre in terms of gameplay i think control they get back to it a little bit but like i would say half of their games are like you get through the combat and it's it's good enough right kind of like a a bethesda rpg like the shooting isn't why you play but it's good enough to entertain you when you're going from point a to point b in your adventure um, i feel that way about alan wake but i think it's the exception i think quantum break and control are kind of imaginative quantum combat. break really that yeah, game quantum is break pretty, with its time yeah, shields and, and bubbles everywhere and zooming to different mm-hmm. points on the map i mean it's got like gimmicky stuff but i, I wouldn't describe it as like good gameplay i don't know it's you like don't have to describe it as good okay gameplay. it has gimmicky yeah. stuff right it is alan wake yeah. 2 does not no does it not have gimmicks i mean it's got shadows. You have to decide if they're real or not. That's kind of like a little gimmick mini game. It's got uh, uh, the enemies g- going at the speed of sound out, out of nowhere, which is kind of like a yes. We call them me of quantum. Call, it reminds me of Quantum Break <laughs> a little bit with how they had those speed suits and stuff. So I don't know. It has like a. It's basically exactly what I would what I would think. But 
obviously I like I, Alan Wake too. I'm just saying that I don't think it has the gimmicks that Max Payne or Quantum Break did. And I certainly don't think, especially if you came straight from Control, that it matches what they were doing with Control, right? Control is Remedy's most recent game. And to a lot of people, Control was what Remedy games are. You're flying around, you're throwing boxes psychically, you're doing all this stuff in a very dynamic combat environment. And this returns more towards Alan Wake and Quantum Break. But if you came straight from Control, I can see how you could be like, that's not not what I wanted. Now, I don't think Control is a very strong game because I don't think their narrative matches up to what they're, they're putting out there in Control. So you can see how they've kind of bifurcated a little bit of what people think about them. I love Down Wake 2 because their narrative was much better than Control, but the combat is certainly different. Yeah. I guess if you're expecting an action game and you get a survival horror and you're surprised by that, I could see why you're upset. But when they said survival horror, I was like, all right, I know what I'm in for. And, you know, you if you don't like that thing, you sort of play through it for the story, which, you know, I didn't have trouble with the combat. So it was just a different experience probably it was like all right burning through it shooting flare guns at people but uh yeah there's that i love it when i talk to travis about difficulty because travis is always like oh yeah i paused for a second and then i just murdered everyone i don't know what people are complaining about it's like travis you're clearly very good at video games i'm a little less so this year in particular but i know i know i know know, i do think that uh i do think that there are things that alan wake does there are boss encounters there are fights in alan wake 2 that are not great matches for the game they designed. And that's that's always where I start to say, well, okay. Toward the end, it definitely reminded me more of Alan Wake 1, where you're fighting large groups of enemies and you're kind of just blowing through them versus this game where like the vast majority of the time you're walking around, like if you see three of these guys, you're like, oh crap. Like that's, yep. a, that's a serious combat encounter. Um, and then at the end, you're just sort of like, oh just shooting flare guns and killing like eight dudes at once be a ninja. Kind of, yeah so okay. it's kind of funny yeah right now like if i see to your point if i see more than like two or three i'm pretty much just trying to run i don't try to fight yeah. anything i just try to No, get they try it. to teach you that in the middle but, of the game run more yeah <clears throat> um to travis's point it's kind of funny you say that because i feel like that's travis and i usually we're like oh it wasn't hard is it you know it's too easy um but i i've had people reach out to us right we're trying to focus at sg on commenting on accessibility within games right more frequently because it's a big focus for modern development and but the trouble i have is i can't really comment on it outside of what i see in the options you know what i mean like it's it's hard for me to understand what someone else who may have some sort of disability or issue with like i can't relate to that one-to-one so it's it's kind of challenging to see that perspective sometimes no i I love alan wake too I, i i'm pretty sure it's going to be my game of the year but I don't think I like it as much as Alan Wake one. That is where I finished up. Okay. Yeah. I would, I would probably agree that the story is less cohesive. And I know that that's like 90% of Hoag's grading rubric. I think it's like (laughs) the story, the story is, is good, but it's not as, uh, it's not as complete and like easy to follow. It definitely goes like it's, it's a weirder game. And so, if you're down for less weird or you just want there to be like an ending that feels like an ending, you definitely don't get that in Alan Wake 2. You get like weirdness and some fun stuff. And for that, for me, it worked for me. I liked the cerebral cerebral weirdness of the Alan story and the uh, grounded kind of detective of the saga story. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think that's a, uh, that's fair. Hogan, I ended up kind of agreeing. I think we were both at nines and mostly saying like, yeah, it succeeds. It's not a perfect game, but it like, is one of the 
one of my favorite games this year just because it feels so unabashedly like just a video game just like a oh, I think it's a good ten, piece. 10 doesn't mean perfect yeah I know. right like my game last year my game of the year last year was immortality and alan wake 2 and immortality are of a piece they have similar things to say about creation and storytelling and I, I like Alan Wake 2 just as much more, honestly, because it has a game in it. Immortality <laughs> is rightly criticized for not really being a game, and that's fine. Uh, but Alan Wake 2 is, and it's excellent. I recommend it to everybody. You're going to enjoy your time with it. But Alan Wake 1, like most lightning in a bottle type games, is kind of perfect in a way when it gets to its end in what you expected and what you didn't expect and what it has to say about creation. And Alan Wake 2, whenever you're in a sequel and you have to re-examine these things, you already ha have the problem of having to go over some ground that you've already covered. And then this one is very much, in my opinion, the second part of a trilogy by the time you get to the end. Like, it has that kind of incompleteness when you hit the mm. credits of Alan Wake 2 that you expect from that kind of second movie. Mm -hmm. And you just hope it isn't 13 years to part three. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, don't really say anything about the ending, obviously. But here, yeah. Sorry, Travis. I, I really doubt we'll have to wait another 13 years after the reception. Oh, because yeah. Alan yeah. Wake 1, I think, was critically received well, but it just didn't do well commercially at all. And it was an Xbox exclusive when it came out. It just had a bunch of problems. It released on the same day as Red Dead Redemption. That's yeah. a huge problem. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely <laughs> a big heavy problem. Heavy Rain was around there, too, on PlayStation. I remember playing Heavy Rain. That's not a problem. Time. Uh, well, for, for, for that audience, though, like the Alan Wake audience was the Heavy Rain audience for all intents and purposes. I did play Alan Wake and Heavy Rain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Dan, where do you, given this conversation and now having finished it and, and the comment and your thoughts last week, where, where did you end up? Yeah, I'm the same. I'm, I feel kind of the same as I did last week. I think I used the word, I think it was esoteric. It, it really is. Uh, and you guys were right. The ending... I would have rather had something a little bit more concrete than what they presented. That being said, I still had fun, you know, which is, I guess, is the point of, you know, playing these games and stuff. That's why we do it. So, I mean, I, I think it's a good game. I love, uh, I think graphically it looks gorgeous. Um, I think the pacing is not my style because, I mean, it's mostly the, the jumping back and forth between, you know, the mind place and, Having to get everything just in that that correct. I order. love the mind place. That's my favorite it. part of the game. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and it, like I said last week, it's the kind of like like the dichotomy between the two characters. I loved my time with Alan Wake, not so much with Saga Anderson. And mm. and but yeah, but, almost, but you guys are I the know opposite. I said it's the opposite last week, but yeah. like I think I doubled down on it by the time you get to the end. Yeah, yep, agreed. I, I I understand that. I mean, I understand where you guys are going through. I, I'm just, I, but I've never been a fan of that kind of narrative. You know, I know a lot of people, and Hogue, I know you, you're not a huge fan of like uh, the Spider-Man narrative, Spider-Man Two, right? It's just Spider-Man Two is my biggest disappointment of the year. It's, it's, and I understand that too. I think that is more for me because, like I said before, I'm a simple person. Like I don't need it, it does what it needs to do to get me through. But the point of that game is less narrative focused, I think, and far more, you know, gameplay focused, which is. You know why I think I had more fun with that one. Plus, I'm just a Spider-Man guy. That's it's really not a fair comparison. But when when no. you get into these, like, you know, Nolan-esque kind of, you know, storytelling methods, and you, it's it just it's so, it's just so much gibberish, and 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 there's there's nothing that 
you know, you and people are like, oh man, I get it. You know, this is what this is, and this is what this is. And really, I I, I doubt it. You know, because then there's another guy I that do says John Wake Two can be fully decoded. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure it could. You know, I don't have time for that stuff. The, the, the problem it. It's too much. You know, even even Nolan has to have like a palate cleanser, right? You saw it kind of going from like Interstellar and, and Inception, and then Tenet happened. And it was just going downhill. And he's like, "Well, I better do Oppenheimer because there's really I can't really screw that up. It's basically a historical narrative, so I, I I can just you know the story won't be a problem. You know, I can't really change it. I can still really. That's why he the nested dialogue. It in three separate flashbacks. It's terrible. It's terrible. Listen, no one. No, actually, Oppenheimer's not bad. The, the 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 dialogue is garbage, but everything else is fine. Um, regardless, there, there, there's the Alan Wake two thing. I, I understand why you guys like it. I understand. I think there's just two different kinds of people out there. I really do. I think there's people that enjoy there's that Alan kind Wake of fans and not. No, no, just like just the, the complicated, you know, narrative kind of, you know, I don't even know how to what to call it. It's just it's, it's just it's just I'm going to throw so many things at you, and then. Uh, you know, we're going to try to confuse you and then we'll maybe bring you back, but maybe we won't. And then we'll confuse you some more. And then there's like Spider-Man two, where it's just like, yeah, this is pretty basic. You know, I think like my 10 year old could write this and probably do what a better the job. What does foundation do? Science. Yeah. Science. It, yeah it's it's funny, Dan, way. because I was All thinking science. about, not to yeah, cut yeah. you off, but I was thinking about that the other day and, and why I don't like some of those types of games that we see from Sony first party or, or something, you know, we talk about it a lot, Ubisoft, right? It's that reason. It's like, man, this is just, this is so surface level. It's so boring to me. Right, but that's, but, the, but what people need to understand is that's not usually the main, you know, hook Agreed. of the game. You but know, then don't look at, time, look at something right? like, if you want to be as basic as the cow goes moo. I don't need a 20 <laughs> minutes cut scene. Well, yep. I agree, and I would say I don't need maybe no story at all. Times Some games going to the mind place to figure out a clue <laughs> and a, a thing that I really need to do. It's a different kind of pacing problem. The pacing problem in in Spider Man Two is how to have to clean up Chinese food and go ride a bike through a stupid park. You know, and follow. You know, that that's what I'm doing. I'm like, this is dumb. I can't. I don't understand. It screws up the pacing of the game. The pacing in Alan Wake Two gets screwed up for me having to go to this place where I understand, I know the solution, I can't get to the solution because I haven't discovered this exact thing and it drives me absolutely crazy. So it, it's, it, it gets better as you go along. I also think that one level that everybody's talking about is a little bit overrated. Whoa! Like Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I like the one no, in control I mean, better. It is overrated I like the one as far as everybody says it's second coming. Because there's nothing uh, there. It's, I like it's walking. I, I like the chapter we're talking about <laughs> yeah. and I like the way that it's presented in the game. Yeah. But it is, it is showy for the sake of being very showy. showy. Yes, yes. Especially the ending of it, I was just like, man, that probably didn't need to happen. But all it right, I get it. I get it. Fit into what they're doing. It's they very stylized. Kind of yeah, yeah. That's, that's fine. It's you know, I get it. I get it. I get why people like it. But you know, I mean, but again, I, it just comes down to you know, I'm a simple person. I think you guys are much, you know, more. Uh, I don't know, I'd say just smarter, just more. Refined. I don't think this has to be a classism thing. It's I just think that Alan Wake 2 I'm not spends that... time actually telling narrative, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, but that's it, it. Well, but the narrative in itself is not like it's not like okay, well, this is just a good story, it's just a lot of stuff. I think it's a good story, it's a good story. Well, I, I think the technique that they use is, <laughs> yeah. and if you reject it, is fine, is to throw a lot of possibilities at you to keep you off balance. 
Um, and mm. if you don't like that, that's not going to work for you. Right. But I do think that they, they do ultimately pick what it is that they wanted to say by the end of the game, which is what you're always worried about when you get that kind of, here's a bunch of nonsense. Is it going to be lost where they're just like, none of this makes sense at the end. Sorry about that. Don't think about what you saw 10 hours ago. No. Alan Wake 2 still works at the end. It just doesn't really uh, finish off a lot of its thoughts no. in the middle of the game. I, no, Gotta I wait agree. for the DLC, Hug. The DLC is going to... I will play the DLC, just like I played the DLC for Alan Wake 1. Because Alan Wake uh, 1 had the same problem, where at the end it sort of... You didn't really have all of the loose ends tied up, and then they, they do remedy that in the uh, DLC. <laughs> nice. Good pun. Nice. I... Uh, I right. disagree. I feel like the end of Alan Wake one was more complete. I think of the shot with like Rose holding the light and Nightingale in the in the uh, in the doorway, and how Alan Wake one ends uh, as a finish line versus Alan Wake two, especially the post credits scene, is like what what did we do here, folks? What what have I just spent thirty hours doing? Yeah. Well, that that also, doesn't uh, encourage me to to put thirty hours into it to finish. I it, really like going. the game mains. I really <laughs> like the game a lot. Um, you said it's his game of the year. Yeah, I heard. I heard. and I think there, there are other things we can talk about uh, on the more minutia side. I do think it gets a little cheap with its jump scares. Yeah, for sure. Um, in certain places, and I don't. That doesn't bother me, but it is. It is kind of the cheap Bloomhouse style of getting you. Yep. If I'm walking down a random hallway and you shine a bright light at me and make a big noisy sound, you're going to get me. But is that really? I had one of those last night trip? where it just felt completely pointless. I'm just yeah, walking and it lot. just screamed That's at me. Point. And I'm like, what the, what the hell was that? There's what? a like, part in the game where it's, it happens like four or five times, like in a very, very short amount of time. I'm just like, what in the hell are they doing here? Like after the first two, even I was like, all right, this is probably going to happen. Oh, there it is again. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> yep. Like, come on, guys. Every time you can do that, it's funny because it's like, all right, I'm going to open this door, and yep, there it is. Hey there. Yeah. Although uh, I, I will. God. See, I think the jump, the jump scares did nothing to me and made the person who was watching me play freak out every single time, no matter how predictable. So it was great for me. It was just like me just getting to look over and laugh every couple minutes at somebody losing their mind about a jump scare. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's a little much in places, and I do think a little bit separate from Alan Wake 1, not entirely, but Alan Wake 2 is clearly Little Finland. Like, this this particular portion of Washington State is Little Finland in a way that it wasn't in Alan Wake 1. So Bright Falls gets a little bit of a makeover. Its sister town gets a little bit of a makeover. And I don't really have a big problem with that. Max Payne, after all, if you go through the Max Payne storyline turns New York into Norse mythology pretty heavily. And uh, that's okay. But it is a it is a little jarring because part of the fun of Alan Wake 1 is that kind of weird Twin Peaks town. And I think you lose some of that verisimilitude when it's also Finland. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, those are critiques. I mean, I have a ton of critiques on Alan Wake 2 because that's what happens when I really like something. Yeah, yeah, I think it critiques don't necessarily mean you didn't like it. Um, sure. I have a lot of critiques, whether I liked it or not. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> it's also part of the role of reviewing a game, right? Like sure. that's what you're looking for. Yep, so. I don't do professional game reviews, so hey, I'm I complain professionally. 
And if you've ever <laughs> met me, you you will under, understand that intrinsically that I'm. Well, I do do that. That's that's lawyering. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's get caught up on a couple of these super chats. We have a good suggestion from Debbie here too. All right, Debbie, the ten dollars super chat. Thank you very much. How about the winner has to play a game of a chat's choosing for an hour? Uh, that sounds like it'll be another punishment. <laughs> can we somehow do it on here for one of the shows where we, I'm, I'm sorry, the three of us just kind of critique him the entire time? The bet's already been made. We can't add yeah. consideration after the fact because I mean these these players have not agreed to this. No. <laughs> Actually, we can. I'm not gonna win, so I mean it doesn't matter to me. But we can add things. This isn't a legal contract, Hogue. We can all double down or welch on this bet to our to our <laughs> absolute satisfaction. Whatever you guys want to do. I don't think the chat realizes or the people watching realizes how back and forth we went yesterday, just coming trying to come up with a tiebreaker. And yeah. what I was trying to stress to this group, the group that just told you they professionally argue for a living, um, is that this was a joke. This was meant to be fun. <laughs> like this wasn't supposed to be serious. I did not even participate in this conversation. <laughs> did I, not. Thought that, <laughs> I thought true. that Travis's offer that was good. <laughs> yeah, my offer was the the tiebreaker should be whoever has the winner on their list because that makes the most sense to me in the spirit of the bet. It's a but terrible tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but hold on. But if Tears of the Kingdom wins, then it's not a tiebreaker. We're tied again. So it's a terrible tiebreaker because it doesn't necessarily resolve the situation. That's why you need and two, it's boring as hell. The whole point was to have fun. So I recommended something fun like after the sh or before the show, once we know the nominees, let's go through and guess the winner of every single category and we'll see who has the most because that's guaranteed to break the yeah. tie and, and it's my, fun. And my or reason for really, tiebreaker is that it's not a tiebreaker of the original bet. You didn't let me finish. Different bet. As per usual. <laughs> so or we can continue having fun. And really get silly with it and do something like how many times Keeley mentions Kojima and Sam Lake, because it's going to be at least 10 uh, during the show, you know, along with maybe sneaker choices or something like that. Just trying to have yeah. a laugh. So, These so guys that, are treating it like it's an actual yeah, legal contract. That, that's Travis's point was that Come a tiebreaker on. must exist within the realm of what you already did. That you're Correct. having a second contest cannot be a tiebreaker for the first contest. Correct, exactly. And I think see what I mean. Both, you see both, what of I mean right? both of those suggestions are fine, and they are fun separate <laughs> bets we could and should do. But they don't resolve with. the original bet. And so my point was, tiebreaker one should be whoever has the winner on the list. That should just be like double points, right? That will maybe re resolve it. But if it doesn't, then the second tiebreaker I offered is whoever actually rolled credits on the most games that got nominated, which I think is also because Travis has no life. So yeah. because he plays more games, he wants to automatically honestly, win. Honestly, <laughs> I do. I do have no life, and I do play the most games. But but I actually am not that likely to have rolled credits on the games that get nominated because I have to review the bad ones. So I don't really like. I don't have time. I didn't play Spider Man Two like more than a couple hours. I didn't play. I mean, look at Baldur's Gate. I didn't roll the credits on. Like, I could, I could lose that one for sure because I don't well, have time. How about guy that. with the most who owns the most ties? We'll just go with that, and that will be the tiebreaker. <laughs> you know, right. the Logan We're said, "Ainge, you're trying to build a doghouse, and these guys are fighting over the type of wood and nails to use." Exactly. Yeah. Listen, I want to make it just clear. be fun. Well, I, I definitely agree. You're trying to build a doghouse, but I don't know if that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know uh, if we've all agreed we want to live in a doghouse with you. So. I think if I think on the list already is the right choice. Maybe not the game of the year winner, which I think makes sense. But Ains is rightly concerned about ex post facto. But uh, that's yeah, it's just so. But I mean, I'm. But it wasn't even part of the original agreement. It was who had the most of the nominees. And now you're but just it, adding it, a second layer, which is you have to have the winner. It's tiebreaker is Ains, but it makes no. sense. No, hold on, hold on. Guys, 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 guys. Well, I think the other option. Just whoever loses, if you guys tie, you both do it. How about that? Fine. There you go. I'm okay, okay with that. It's probably going to be We're okay yeah. with But see, but again, it's not fun. Like, yeah, I was trying to think of something funny to do. Let's double the fun. do other bets, Ains. Let's Ains do both trying of the to make suggestions a show. you made. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, – funny, I'm trying to run a show. Go figure. <laughs> I'm not trying to determine a legal contract. We could do both. We could also we could honor the spirit of the bet because my concern is the bets are meaningless if you just change the bet in the middle of it. You know what I mean? There should be consequences. Well, I think the alternate to you have the winner is you have you have the nominee with the lowest revenue or something along those lines, right? Like you you made the hardest bet. You did the hardest thing, right? That's I'm a not great sure that suggestion. That I'm not sure that that doesn't favor Travis again because he has Dave the Diver on his list. Eh? But Dave the Diver is not going to get nominated. Come on. I yeah, wouldn't think. Get nominated. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I say know. we do all of the above, though. I think we should resolve yeah. this bet in a way that makes sense and do other weird stuff. Yeah. Also, it would, it, 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 there, there's also a legit argument for like, should we just do another draft for a second round now that we know what we know? You know what I mean? Who could get yeah, the that closest? That, day well, that, I mean, given this year, that would still be probably a good yeah. bet because it's still hard. But that's a, that's a lot less. I don't it know, is a lot less risky, fun again. But, you know, but yeah, there's just more stuff. There's there's uh, more. Things how about more. a pistol see, duel? Or, <laughs> like we just get swords and you guys just fight it out. <laughs> you know? Thunderdome or something. I'm if down. Kansas City could hit San Francisco, then they deserve to win the pit pistol duel. <laughs> we already beat them in the Super Bowl. I mean, come on, that counts, right? Um, to Kansas City. It's fair. And, uh, we'll, we'll, that was a we'll tough year, happen. let me tell you. So, it, so to Dan's point, going back to, in all seriousness now, if Dan's point, if if there is a tie, whoever ties, and there could we don't know, there could be a multiple way tie, right? Um, who are the the non tieies the ones who decide the game that the the tied people have to play? Is that what we're saying? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The, lo- okay. the low the low the lowest losers have to do it. I think that's also fair. See, I'm not trying okay. to just benefit myself. I just want it to be in the spirit of the bet. That's all. Okay. So let let's land there on that one, and then let's create a new game, and we won't stay on this much longer. But let's create a new game after tomorrow, where we all bet on the winners of every single category. And we let's come next week with our sick. bets. That means we have to winners. get the bets in like a week. Oh, because it's after the nominations. Okay, got it. Yeah, nominations are tomorrow, by the way, if anyone's watching this. So it's Sunday as we're recording. Nominations are Monday tomorrow. This week, let's go through and place our bets for the winners of every category, and we'll figure out who what you know what we're gonna do for that one. Pro tip for everyone doing this, especially if you want to play at home. Don't pick the one you think should win. Pick the yeah. one you think yeah. that is going to win, given the history of how disappointing a lot of these outcomes are. That would yes. be my recommendation. Yeah, the winners are going to be awful. I mean, in terms yeah. of what you think should win, it's not going to be what you like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Unless you're Dan, because Dan seems to have this like he is the sample the size, you know, <laughs> like he's just the pull. 
the random mm-hmm. average person thinks this and it's like oh this so that's what dan thinks got it yeah. <laughs> i mean that's what i do if resident evil 4 not, gets nominated i'm coming next week in like a suit and a tie and in sunglasses i'm gonna be just living high and okay. i fully okay. expect there to be a message in my chat as soon as these nominations come out with who lost yeah. Yes. 100%. There sure, for sure will be. Yeah. And, and, and there's only clear, six, and we have two of the same one. So the chances of a tie are pretty high. If Resident Evil gets nominated, I will be happy for you, and I will be very disappointed in the state of the game awards. <laughs> and I think you will too. I yeah. think secretly I too. Yeah. you'll be kind of like, damn, that should yeah. not have been nominated. It's not secretly. So, uh, yeah. I'll say right now it shouldn't be nominated, but I'm still it hoping for it. should not be it. nominated. Dude, uh, this year has been so amazing. If any remaster gets nominated, I'm going to be pretty fucking. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna be pretty. I'm gonna be pretty disappointed. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Debbie, thanks for bringing that back to the surface from yesterday's DMs. Awesome, Debbie. Appreciate you. Um, <laughs> Tando. Tando with the uh, one ninety nine pounds. Alan sleeped you. Even I wouldn't say that. Even I wouldn't do it. That's I just sad, Tando. Even if you're Tando, just listening to the just soundtrack. Well, I, I, oh, that's the one thing I forgot to say about Alan Wake, by the way, Dan. You finished a survival horror game. I did. But it was, it, was, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. I also played through most of Evil Within 2. And I didn't. That's a great game. I love Evil Within. That's a great game. And Alan Wake 2 have a lot in common. They, they do. do. They do. They really they do. do. I, yeah, I think. Evil uh, Within 2 was scarier, in my opinion. Oh, you know, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So. But it's also less focused on story and more on like making you run away and. Yes. You know, it's more horror. horror. It's yeah. more horror, yeah, for sure. Tando, thank you for the super chat. Shush is here. Shush showing up uh, with five euros. Uh, for some reason, I thought Alan Wake would be a two-part franchise. Hope the third game won't become Alan <laughs> of Wake. Where I, where I, where Alan I, of Wake. That'd Alan be great. of Wake. Yeah. You know, for some reason, I thought Alan Wake would be a one-part franchise, given the thirteen-year wait and everything. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I do agree. Right, it, it, you get to the end of Alan Wake two. And one of the things that you think is, wow, I hope you guys get that next part because this wasn't a guarantee to even have this part. It yep. feels a little bit like, you know, Shenmue 3. It's like, okay, at some point you got to wrap it up. Now, I think this is set up for a trilogy pretty well. Um, and I think there'll be, there will be an Alan Wake 3. But as you said, Travis, you think there'll be a part three sooner because of the critical attention. I think we have to wait to see sales on yeah, Alan Wake 2 it's true. because... I think it'll be popular, but I don't know. As for Ragnarok, I, I did want to. I don't think this is on Ains' list officially this week, but I did want to call out Loki season two because one of the thoughts I had watching Loki season two, which is the best thing Marvel's made in maybe five years, if not more, um, that the one thought I had watching the finale this week was: see, Ragnarok could have been so much more. People, you expect too little of things like Ragnarok. And uh, Loki season two, I give two thumbs up. Highly recommend. Much, much better than Loki season one. Check it out. Yeah. Cool. And I will also cool. say that I, I just in general with games and with really in creative endeavor, I will always respect a failed or mediocre thing that uh, tried really hard to like do something different and like just, you know, put themselves out there, try something different than something that feels safe, but is successful. Like to me, playing it safe is just the most boring option right the thing like if you play games like ragnarok or sequels that that 
Spider-Man 2 is a great example where you play it and you're like, yeah, this is exactly what I thought they were going to do for the sequel. And that bores me. And I, you know, even if you don't like Alan Wake 2, you can't say that it doesn't try some weird and interesting stuff. And even if it weren't successful, I would respect that more and appreciate that more than a successful uh, play it safe type of game. Um, And the fact that it didn't fail, the fact that I think it's a successful weird experiment, I think is even better. So I love stuff like that. And yeah, Yeah. I'm not done with Loki season two, but it it feels kind of in the same vein. It's risky. I like risky stuff. They swing for the fences in Alan Wake too, and they do it in season two of Loki as well. And I think it's, I think it's great. You do have to get to the end, Travis. But yeah, I know I need to. I know I don't want to um, get spoiled. I'm trying to avoid it. I'm not going to spoil you here. I just highly recommend it to everybody that's remotely interested in it. Don't let <clears> the <throat> current state of the MCU convince you not to watch this because it's the best thing they've done since Endgame. Yeah. Maybe really make this the last MCU game or show that you've watched. Yeah, I already did that with right. Endgame. Yeah, you should be fine. And then just don't even worry about what comes after it. It's, who cares? Who cares? Was <laughs> that's that's sort of what I did with Endgame. Like I was like, all right, no matter what happens after Endgame, at least I got to I got yeah, to see my childhood comic stuff. Yeah, I got to see that play out. Like my dreams came true, my eight-year-old Travis dream. So now they can try weird stuff, and I'm okay with it because it doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, and, and <clears> Alan <throat> Wake too. I it is a a swing for the fences type thing and i i don't know that we can sell it enough we're not allowed to to spoil here we wouldn't want to spoil the experience for y'all but it really is every other minute oh i can't believe they're doing that thing and it's a combination of music and graphics and narrative that is hard to compete with honestly it's why it's my game of the year i think um and i remember being about uh four-fifths of the way through maybe a little further and I was playing with my daughter and I sat next to her and I said, I don't know how this is going to wind up, but I can tell you that this is art. Um, and she agreed. And that you don't get to say a lot. Spider-Man 2, not not really art as much as Alan Wake 2. So enjoy it while you got it. You don't get those every day. Different experiences for sure. Um, I just like to say that Ragnarok is still the most disappointing game I played last year. That game really really disappointed me Man. you guys you guys you guys live in such an ivory tower that that was the most disappointing game you played that year <laughs> you guys you guys i just no no no, no. Di- apart. disappointing is right not the same as bad right disappointment right. is right. what i as... expected it to be yeah and and ragnarok as a game <clears throat> i know this is going to surprise some of you so spoilers is set up to lead to the event ragnarok and you get to ragnarok and it's like well we're out of money in time, so here are some sparklers and a cardboard bear, and uh, enjoy. This is the end of all things. It's just not a fun game. Like it's no. a that's a that game was pure tedium. Um, man, it, it, yeah, I don't know. I won't go on. We talked a lot about that game. I won't go on about it. Uh, Travis, the one game that came to mind while you were talking about games that get criticized for trying to take a different direction. I know we've talked about this before. Halo Five immediately came to mind. Like that game, they tried to take it a whole new direction with Halo and group combat and different teams and gameplay. And I think they succeeded in a lot of ways. But God, man, that that old school audience was not having it. I am a Halo yeah. 5 apologist for a number of reasons. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think that when people get upset when they try new things, I'm like the guy who's in the background going, yeah, try new things. I like it when the old fans are pissed off. I mean, that's, that's just my, that's my brand though. I just like, I show me something new is my, 
catchphrase whenever I boot up a game. And every time I don't see something new, it's disappointing. But, there, you know, there's different types of people. Like, I think Dan is very much the opposite where he's like, show me something I know I'm going to like already. And I think there's room for that. Um, I'm a tough critic, man. I expect the world for my games. And when I don't get it, I go as hard as I feel I need to. Um, but yeah, I, I like to see <clears> stuff. Yeah. Uh, Shush, thank you. Good to hear from you. Don's here as well. Hey, Don, with the $5 Super Chat. Good morning, BitCast. Nothing specific to say this week. Just playing Spider-Man 2 a lot. Keep on casting. Nice. It's not yeah, my post it. note. I've been dragging myself through Spider-Man 2. I got my post <laughs> note as well. It's very I different. I do not have a post note. <laughs> I played one game or two games. I don't know how you guys have the time. It's crazy. Oh, you know how I've got the time. Yeah, you guys are nuts. No, this is my problem, Dan. Like, I, I had just a little time this week to put in Alan Wake 2, and then I feel like I'm so behind on the games I want to play. There's so many. So, mm. oh well. My anyway. daughter came to me every night after <laughs> school and said, it's Alan Wake time, or time to visit the dark place. So, yeah. it's good. And That's my, good. my imaginary daughter came up to me every day and said, just keep playing games. This is the this is the way. And I was like, <laughs> my daughter is in Chicago. She did not say anything to me except for, hey, can you send me some money? I, like, I didn't know you had a daughter. I thought you had two boys. I have four sons and one daughter. She's right in the center. Uh, you are you guys are all breeders. It's crazy. <laughs> a Puerto Rico <laughs> world. What a world, dude. It's crazy. <clears throat> Just wait till you have your bundle, Travis. Dude, now we know from statistics, though, that you guys are the weird ones. You know what I mean? Like, you're the outliers. More people are like me these days. Well, yeah. we're older. Right, too. Yeah. 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 It's very retro to have kids. It's very old school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Our kids are analog. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. I'm like, whoa, they're still doing that? That's crazy. That's kind of cool. It's like having a Polaroid camera. It's like, oh, that's a bag, dude. You yeah. You shake the kid crazy. a lot and they show up. Yeah, that's good. It's crazy, dude. Um, yeah, good for you guys. <laughs> All right. Someone talked to me about Like a Dragon Gaiden. Um, I need yeah. to hear about it. It's got to be Dan. Yeah. It's cool. I, be. I played like three hours because I don't have infinite time. Um, uh, but do you have is, infinite wealth? I almost have infinite <laughs> wealth, yes. Um, no, I it, it's 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 nice because it's you know, it's kind of got the uh, now this is this takes place between uh, basically Yakuza 6 and uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, this is a it goes back to the uh, old school, which is really not that old, uh, like a dragon fighting style. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Yakuza fighting style, where it's it's, it's a beat em up. You know, you run around, you beat the crap out yeah, of people. Yeah, real time. Uh, it's, it, yeah, real time. It's not turn-based. <clears throat> uh, so that's kind of nice. Um, I mean, I, I still favor that, I think. But the reason I play these games is mostly for the stories because they're so, like, outrageous normally. And But they're well done. And they, they do enough to where it's like, you know, they, they give you little twists and turns, but it's nothing, like, crazy. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. You know, and... and, and it's just fun. But then you get into other stuff where it's like, oh, I got to go, you know, find this guy who's stealing panties. And uh, there's another guy that, you know, is just running around with a fig leaf. They always are there. in that game series. All the time. All the time. <laughs> I don't understand it. Japanese sometimes, no offense. They're kind of weird with their culture. <laughs> no, they are. You know, they, they are yeah. It's weird. It's weird. But I but I like it. You know, I've kind of gotten to the point where I really enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to gatekeep here just for Travis and say play it with the Japanese 
uh, <laughs> voice and uh, English dubs. That's not gatekeeping. That's just a bad opinion. No, it's you just got blocked by various. Young Ye, yeah, I probably I know. I, I know. Yeah, you, you're blocked. Well, I'll, 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 I will speak. I will speak on this because as a big fan of dub, <laughs> I will say one thing about this game that bothers me is that the dub is at least when the where the protagonist is concerned, pretty l- troublingly low quality. And that makes me a little nervous about Infinite Wealth because Like a Dragon had very good dub options. Good like job. that was that was honestly the way to play that game. Like the actors yeah. did such a great job. No. And it was it was clear that they put okay hipsters. Yeah, it, calm down. I agree with Travis. They 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 did the lip sync for English even. I mean it yeah, was they awesome. did everything and and I, I think it speaks to like a level of um like localization is important. Like it's such a barrier to have, yeah. Like I, I, I have a hard time finishing a game that's like tens Correct. of hours long, that where you have to read uh, subtitles the whole time and hear you know language that your your ears aren't familiar with. And so, I for me, like it, it. If you want to get more people playing this game, if you want the series to be successful, the largest market in the world when it comes to games is English speaking, and I think that the quality of localization they did on like a dragon was so good it set a bar and this is making me very nervous because if infinite wealth doesn't hit the bar that like a dragon did i'll be pretty uh disappointed so it has me a little nervous about how infinite wealth is going to turn out i'm still hopeful for it but uh, i don't think this is the real series right like it's it's hard to track but like i was surprised dan and i know i've been down this road on a number of episodes with you all but like this is called like a dragon I was expecting it to be turn-based. It's not turn-based. Right. It's nope. it's the old Yakuza fighting system. Is mm. that what the Gaiden is doing there? I, Dude, I have no idea. No, I, I honestly think the rule is if it's Kiryu or just basically not Ichiban, it's probably not going to be turn-based because the whole right. idea of the turn-based is that it's turn-based because Ichiban played video games as a kid he right. played dragon quest and in his head he thinks that that's what's happening it's like yeah. in a, a delusion he's having and so i think if if ichiban is the protagonist it's part of that franchise and so you know i'm, I'm buying these games i'm playing them i love the fact that they included a dub at all they usually don't in the uh kiryu games but just the you know if you're going to localize something <laughs> do a better job is really yeah. my feedback. I would agree that. with that like, for sure. Even though I don't it use it, I agree with you. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's not, it's not I, haven't, I haven't heard him. I haven't played this game yet. I've oh, God. trailers. He's not, not great. It's not great. The, no, I've, really I've only seen that. several clips, but oof, oof, oof. I mean, I feel it's bad really for him. Poor. I do. I really do. Cause I mean, I think I it's don't. a huge opportunity for him. Now that historically Kiru isn't really dubbed. I mean, Yakuza, you know everything. Now the first like Yakuza the game they brought over had like celebrities. Yeah, it was in all the parts. Didn't yeah, it? it was like Mark <laughs> Hamill. I think was there's something did something with it. I think I was Kiryu. No, no, I think I'm he was kidding. like Majima or something. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> no, no, but he was. But the thing is, I mean, it's it's like even in like the guy who did Kiru in in uh, like a dragon, the turn based game. So uh, he, uh, I only think he's done. That's the only one he did. I'm trying to think of another one he did uh, other than that. Um, but I, I get what you're saying, Travis. I mean, it's 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 a bigger audience. I get why people want to do it. But I also play Ghost of Tsushima in Japanese, you know, totally. Yeah, and you're a hipster, man. You know, and then I... I it's not <laughs> Who knew hipster. that Dan was the hipster on the panel yeah, this know. whole time? It just well, feels more authentic to I me. Do think, I do think... Ghost Actually, of I... Uh, 
I agree with Dan. <laughs> the English acting is a little bit one note, and I think you get a little bit more from the Japanese acting on that game in particular. Or, do you, or do you just think that because you don't understand the language and the inflection? Oh, I don't understand. It sounds more emotional. <clears throat> there you go. Sounds. Yeah. Or yes. Uh, yeah, that's that's how I interpret language is sounds. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they get they, they get the benefit of the doubt. Is my point though is that you, you don't actually know that they're it's acting. Just like well. when you turn on the BBC and everybody sounds fancy. Right, it's it's the British accent. That's fine. <laughs> it don't sound fancy to me, but okay. Well, you can turn on a, you can turn on a soccer match, and there it's always the the one analyst is like the fancy uh, Lord Grantham sounding person, and the other analyst is the one that sounds like they're direct from the kitchen. Yeah, you got to go Spanish or Mexican if you're going soccer, though. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's certain there's certain there's certain regions where you know it just supports what you're trying to do. <laughs> I play Far Cry Six okay. in Spanish. I do feel yeah. bad for actors yeah. that wind oh, up. Sure in Cuba. It so much better. That's yeah. I also speak it. So okay. the problem I didn't, is, I didn't so that's different. If you speak the language, I will never begrudge you for playing in it because I feel like you can understand it. Yeah, I if know you don't understand Japanese. the language, you're you're basically just trusting them that the voice acting is better. It could be bad in Japanese too. You don't know. You don't speak the language. No, sometimes no, I, mean, I don't do the dub oh, because I, I don't it, like But it's also the native development of the game. So there's lots of native English games that have bad voice acting. It could be bad in Japanese. You're just guessing True. that it's good. Yeah, yeah, you're guessing it's bad. You're not guessing that it's good. <laughs> no, or bad. I'm just saying I don't know because <laughs> it's not my on language. <laughs> at least if I, if at least if I play it in English, I will know if the voice acting is good or bad. You know what I mean? I understand that language. But yeah, I just you know. But oh, it's man. it's it's not whether the acting is good or bad. It's what effect it has on you, the player. Correct. The it just feels more authentic. Yeah, for yeah. me, it feels like a language I don't understand. <laughs> that is true. For, weirdly, I've never played any games in the uh, the foreign languages I speak, which are German and Latin. I don't. There's not a they whole lot of room for a Latin. <laughs> there should have been a Pentiment Latin playthrough. Yeah, there really <laughs> there wasn't. It's unfortunate. So I just chose the wrong languages, I guess, for games. I, I also could download them and stuff. Yeah, you did too. Yeah. Of course, you did because right. lawyer. Yeah. We we took a, a gigantic tangent here. So yeah, how you is? You haven't even done currently playing. Just for no, like I've tried to ask how like a Dragon Gaiden is, and this is where we ended up. So it's, I was trying to so ask. So far, Gaiden. it's fun. I mean, it's 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 kind of like a little bit of a throwback. Uh, I, I know from what I've under from what I've heard, it's a little bit shorter. It was I guess supposed to be a DLC originally. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't I don't know yet. But there's a lot of side stuff to do. Uh, I'm still pretty early. But, it, you know, it, the, even the beginning, the opening sequence, like, you know what you're playing, like, immediately. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, it's Kiru. This is awesome. You know, and he's all and he's got he's, he's one of the best characters in games only because of his, his attitude. He doesn't have to say much. He doesn't really say much at all. And he just kind of like, he's just like, OK, you need to go sit down for just a second. I'll just I'll take care of this. And the next thing you know, you're just annihilating groups of like, you know, well, he's literally the man with no name now, right? No, I mean, like he right. already was, but now right. he is. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I mean, I, you know, but I always have fun in that. But you know, I always say when I play games like this, I'm like the worst person to give opinions on them because I'm such a fanboy. You know, this is like Spider-Man Two, Yakuza games. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Yakuza I'm not Zero is one of my favorite stories. It's really good. Game, so Kiwami or Yakuza One was probably just as good for me and. They kind of got away with it, you know, away from it, I think, with like three and four. But um, I like five and six. It's just weird, you know. But then they got Judgment. You got those games that came out. Those are kind of keeping the Yakuza fans, you know, fed that like Judgment's the, uh, cool. 
Crazy lawyers yeah. hitting people with skateboards is cool. Right. It's a cool genre. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking. Was about. that an admission of guilt? I don't know. Yeah. No, no, it's a cool genre of fictional <laughs> pop culture. Right. I just wanted to hear you clarify. It's, yeah, it's um, absolutely ridiculous, but it's it's super fun. So that's okay. why I enjoy it. Uh, Fish String said that uh, like Dragon Gaiden is more like an interim game, kind of like Miles Morales. Think yes. of it that way. Is it's, that fair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It kind of goes back a little bit, but there's also a demo for Infinite Wealth uh, yeah. in it. So that's I, why you I, bought it. Well, that's part of the reason. I mean, <laughs> about, I'm not going to not play it. So, but I think that's that's going to be, I think that also that demo is kind of a setup for Infinite Wealth, right? So it's kind of going to tell you how Infinite Wealth starts. It's going to get you to that point. Um, but I haven't got that that far yet, so we'll see. Um, Venera, <laughs> uh, we got a super chat relating to this, by the way. So I'm going to go ahead and bring that up now. Ah, Venray, LOL. How you say that? All right. $20 super yes. chat. Thank you very much. After Judgment and Lost Judgment, all Yakuza games will be called Like a Dragon instead of Yakuza. Apparently, Yakuza was only the name for Western releases. Yeah. Well, Ryu yep. Gog Gotuko is Like a Dragon <laughs> in, in English. That's basically what it translates to. So their studio name is Like a Dragon, mm. essentially. So it makes sense. Now, you know, then you can decide Gaiden or whatever you want or the man who erased his name and infinite wealth and... It's you know don't think about it too hard. Sit down and play the damn game. I know we look at the trailers because I thought like a dragon meant turn based. No. Yeah, I was gonna say I much prefer the turn based. No, I'm, I'm I'm super pumped about infinite wealth. Yeah, but and I, um, uh, that's how I feel about uh, the man uh, who raced his name so far. Is I've not played a lot of it, um, but uh, so far it's like all right. This is more of like Yakuza classic. It's the story didn't grab me as much because I don't know how much there is to explore with Kiryu at this point. Um, you have to tell like self-contained stories that kind of almost aren't about the main characters. Right. Or, um, and I, yeah, I, 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 to me, Ichiban is like the way more interesting proposition. I like that character more. I like the turn-based situation more and I'm, I'm just excited to get back into that world and everything we've seen about it, by the way, it's previewing super well. Some of my friends uh, have played, uh, infinite wealth and are like yeah this game's gonna be awesome so i'm trying to not look at anything i don't want to spoil myself but i'm very yeah excited. i'm dark on it too i'm just i'll wait for because it comes out in late january right like it's not it far away yeah. february maybe they they know. pump out games over there i thought it was crazy so let me ask you guys this you guys obviously prefer the turn-based style which is fine i, I understand i like that. both i just didn't I, I thought that's what this was and it isn't right so that's my mistake it's definitely not. that's why i watch trailers right so, I mean, is it just the, the gameplay system? Because really, when you, I mean, yes, you know, Like a Dragon had a great story, great character development, and all that jazz. And most Yakuza games are kind of the same when it comes to that mm -hmm. part. They do a really good job, you know, introducing characters. They do a really good job with the story. And, and they're very, very similar in structure throughout, even Judgment and Lost Judgment. You know, so is it then it, it would have to just be like the gameplay event is what turns you off more than the actual story because they're pretty I much mean, the pretty I told similar. you I loved Yakuza Zero. I, right. I played the original Yakuza's when they were first brought over, those celebrity oh, ones. Um I didn't love the series then. It was just a little too floaty for me. I think it's better now. I, I like the Kiwami versions of one and two. Um, but I'm not super thrilled by that game type, I think their stories are close to the top. 
Uh, you know, there we get very few kind of murder mystery noir things mm-hmm. in in video games, and uh, I think Yakuza does some of the best. And I love their intro videos for what Great. it's worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, I, this, this one was nuts. Like just just getting to the title screen, I was like, damn, that was pretty cool. It's kind of like usually, a, they're usually the Marvel rocking. ones. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah this one was it, it, it reminded me of like the like either like a marvel where they go into like you know where they show like different clips from different stuff and i was like well that's it was new i had never seen it before so it was pretty cool i think for me the um the turn based uh in uh, like a dragon was just very, it was very well done you know kind of with the yeah, job yeah. system and kind of the way you could uh, have them set up to do certain things and i just love that it took me back to kind of the age when i when i really adored jrpgs and i love the kind of deeper turn-based systems so that's what turned me on about it. I, I think you're absolutely right and you know better than me by a mile of the stories and everything else that goes into them um so i if i my biggest problem is like i'd like to revisit a bunch of the yakuza games and kind of really get into them again the biggest problem is always time it's like am i going to sit down and just play the yakuza games when i've got these other 10 you know amazing games that came out this year alone that i'm behind on probably not never gonna happen I get it. But I finished Yakuza Like a Dragon, right? And so now I'm invested to Travis's point about Ichiban's story. And like, I want to, con- yeah. I will make time to continue that. Yeah. yeah I just like Ichiban's story. I feel like there's more ramp, <clears throat> more accessible. And Kiryu's been around for a while. And you really do have to play like a ton of games to get like everything out of that. And also um, the fact that most of them aren't dubbed. Like, I, I don't have no problem playing a subtitled game, but after like 40 hours, Re- like reading subtitles for 40 hours is pretty tough in a game especially if action is happening while you're fighting what's that i view it the same as playing an rpg right because yeah most of those don't have voice we're, we're changing yeah. that a little bit but most of those you're reading through like i i love the tales series the older school tales games i love the trails games which is not the same as the tales games uh and that's a lot of reading in general but yeah um yeah, I, I I do play these games, Dan. I play Judgment. Those are both oh, yeah. fighting the fighting style games, for sure. And I, I think they're great. I just I agree with Ains. It's like a lot of the time, what I've got right now is I'm playing a game and I'm enjoying it. I like it, and I think of what I like a little bit more in the same genre, and I switch games over, and I get stuck in that kind of loop sometimes. I'm with you. I understand. Yeah, Ben Wright. Thank you for the super chat, by the way. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Um. All right. So uh, we got a couple other things. We'll catch up real quick before we talk about the the other notes and stuff. Um, Eleanor, Eleanor says, member comment. Yeah, whenever I see you discussing stuff, I think you guys should invite a guest host, play a round of pub quiz, top tier <laughs> entertainment. I don't know what that is, but I'm guessing it's a quiz in a pub. So <laughs> yeah, I, I it, imagine it's, it's like those TV <laughs> quiz games that you play at like the old oh, like TV. You play them on YouTube too. Yeah, yeah you play them on gotcha. YouTube too. Yeah, that's nice. pretty good. Thank you, Eleanor. And yeah, shush. shush. Back again. Any thoughts on N7 Day and Mass Effect teasers? This week we saw some rather angry articles about could you stop edging us, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't uh, think they can because I don't think those games are anywhere near. Not even right? now. So they started this nope. N7 Day thing as a notion of they'd have stuff to talk about and they don't. No, it's just mostly sales on their website for their hoodies <laughs> and you know, different kinds of collectibles. Yeah. Well, it's a the, shame because the new concept art keeps reminding me of Miles Morales. Like, I don't know if, if you all saw like the new poster, but it, it looks like Miles to me. <laughs> it kind of does. That's funny. Um, 
yeah, I, I you know I'm excited about the prospects of what they could deliver, but they they we've talked about Bioware in this vein before, right? They are currently their next project, right? Is Dreadwolf is uh, Dragon Age, and we don't even have a full trailer details, release date, anything to do with that. Um, from the people that I've heard from around Mass Effect, right? They're saying this is still years and years away, so it it does that, feel a little disingenuous. Shows. Yeah, it it feels a little disingenuous. They come out and kind of say, "Oh, here's some new concept art, or here's new this." When in reality, there's nothing coming anytime soon yeah. to get excited about, and that does frustrate me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, that that's was my interpretation of this is when you see a twenty second sizzle trailer for something that was announced years ago, and we've gotten really the only updates we've gotten from them since is uh, all of the updates about their studio being in trouble. And this game being in development hell, uh, and it, yeah, to me, it's just like that. This just shows that they're either nowhere or they're n- not confident enough to show us anything. This is years away, I assume. And uh, frankly, I don't know if there's a whole lot left for fans to get excited about, depending on what you liked about Bioware and how much their team has changed and maybe their philosophy has changed. I don't really know. Um, it's I, I would not get excited until I've seen a lot more, and certainly this didn't get me excited at all. No, yeah. I think you have to play the new look Bioware games before you can get excited about them as delivering winners every time. They jump the tracks, and they're going to have to prove themselves again. Big time, yeah. So as we said before, once we see more of Dreadwolf and actually get some real footage and gameplay and release date and that type of thing. We'll have Mark back on Mark Dara to talk with us and, um, you know, talk about that. Cause he said his confidence level in that game was really high, but that was God. It's already been a while since we had him on. Right. And we still don't have anything further didn't, on that game. Didn't he go back? Isn't he working with Bioware now on Dreadwolf? I honestly don't know. I think he might be. I yeah. I think Dara did go back. I think he did. Okay. So maybe cool. Good for him. definitely get some insight. Yeah, well, if he's allowed to come yeah. on and talk about it, it may right, have changed yeah. now. Yeah. So. Oh, no. Nice. All right. Uh, God, we've been talking for a while, boys, but what other games, any other games you wanted to talk about before we jump to the uh, the GTA topic? I got a quick question before we go there. Why don't I have some? Oh, boy. Go for Why it. don't what? We got Hogue's Notes. We got Try Guys Travels. I need to. I need to. I, I like, started the right one about you just being a hitman, but I wasn't Dan, coming up with anything. How about Dan's so. Plans? Dan's plans, Dan's dementia, because that's Hit where man. I'm headed. Dan mentia. <laughs> yeah. Dan <laughs> uh, yeah. I still like only Dan's, but you know, probably a different different only show. Dan's. <laughs> only Dan's. Yeah. Dan's docket. It's a like very niche one. website. It's a very mine will be much, much shorter than both of yours, usually weekly. And we need to come for Ains as well. So this will be even shorter. So. Well, I think my notes are pretty chill this week. So I, I was definitely no. playing a lot of Alan Wake 2. I am dragging myself through the middle portion of Spider-Man 2. Uh, I got a game on the Xbox sale that I think is primarily a PC game, but but is interesting, called Not for Broadcast. Nice. Where you essentially have to choose things about the news and censor them in specific ways to play through a storyline about politics and what appears to be comedy Great Britain. Nice. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm playing The Invincible. Okay. Uh, after yep. Ains reviewed it. Uh, and I think it's uh, it's an excellent walking sci-fi type game. Uh, I'll know more when I get to the end, but I, I enjoy it a lot. And I'm playing Tales of Arise again. So Tales of Arise was one of oh, my wow. favorite RPGs. 
uh, a little while back, and they released their expansion this last week. Uh, yep. So I'm playing through the game again because I don't remember it that well, and then I'll be playing the expansion when I get to it. I'm also playing Diablo 4, but I, you can just take that as assumed. Yeah, that's that's me with Halo. Like I just don't bring it up because it's not worth bringing up. I'm playing it. Yeah. <laughs> Hills of Arise is great. Dan also played, and I believe liked that one too. He did, he just posted Tales of Arise as he walks away from camera. <laughs> yeah. We um, talked before the show. We found out why Dan goes off camera it's so that he can stand. He's the only one concerned about back health, which is, <laughs> you know, it's nice. It's admirable. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, that's cool. Um, what was I going to mention to you? Oh, before I forget, uh, and I, I did forget for a little while, but I've come back to it. So Kitty Cotton, one of our regulars here, asked us earlier in the chat, and uh, the chat now has been lost in the, in the other there, but um, she basically said she has done investing in PlayStation's ecosystem. Didn't give a reason, but she said, is there any big difference between buying an Xbox Series X and S? And so all I was going to say to you, Katie, is not really. And it, it depends on how stickler you are for resolution, of course. Um, you know, it goes without saying the Series X is the more powerful machine. It's primarily meant to play in 4K, whereas the Series S is primarily meant to play in 1080p. So if you have a big preference there, you know, that's really it. And of course, the S is only digital, which I think most people are nowadays. But if for some reason you do buy discs, like the the ones of us trying to hold out, then, uh, you know, you'd want to go with the Series X as well. So I don't think there's really a whole lot to say on that question. I just wanted to make sure I brought it up because she did ask us earlier. No, I think that's great. And I, I think the S is an amazing box. Um, but yeah, if you have a 4K TV, you're probably going to want to go for the X. Yep. Yeah. Most homes don't have a 4K TV, especially if you're not like a hardcore gamer or v viewer of media. Um, and so the S probably makes more sense since there's basically no difference in terms of performance. But I own two Series Xs and like four Series Ss. And I like how that really number grows every week we talk. I know, dude. It's, it's <laughs> I have a problem. He's um, like, I have one and two. I have two yeah. and three. I have three and four. Yeah. He no, says had, he's rigged for 4K. Perfect. Yeah, you probably, get, you get, probably an X, get an X if you can afford it. If not, yep. you know, you're not missing out on a ton. And I, I would wait, honestly, Katie, wait a week or two for Black Friday deals. There will absolutely be bundles with controllers and games and you know all that stuff for a Series X. You'll be able to yeah. get it cheaper. Yeah. So you sure. probably have to wait till Wednesday. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's basically already starting, but yeah, you get the idea. Wait for the stampedes. Um, <laughs> punch a few people in walmart you know run over yeah. some people with a cart get that's part of the out. fun it's not worth it <laughs> oh it's worth it i go i don't even go to buy anything i'm just there it's a battle royale for nothing Look, dude i'm just i'm here for the i'm the love of the game that's really all it is <laughs> you go with a backpack helmet yeah. on <laughs> oh boy Oh my god. Um Travis, any other games you want to call out this week? Yeah, dude, I've been playing a ton of games this week. Um first I'll talk about the the big one which is um I completed and my review for Assassin's Creed Nexus VR. Yeah. The VR Assassin's Creed game. I can't really talk about it since the embargo lifts on Thursday, but that okay. review's done, bagged and tagged and uh will be will be you'll <laughs> you know I'll be able to talk about that next week. Um, I've been playing a bunch of VR games and just sort of re-immersing -immer myself in that world. I'm replaying Asgard's Wrath in anticipation of Asgard's Wrath 2. Uh, I played uh, some Pistol Whip. I'd never played the campaigns for those and 
damn if you slept on pistol whip what a what a pistol great whip like, is casual, amazing dude casual vr amazing. game very cool game um yeah i've been playing a bunch of games i beat um thirsty suitors last night uh which <laughs> i quite liked it it okay. has some parts that kind of bothered me um i think the skating is unfortunately not very good it's very kind of like so can, can you give a premise of the actual gameplay like because i don't think yeah if you're like me many people yeah, the gameplay is like um basically mini games like it's like you, you you have to cook for part of it uh it's turn-based combat whenever you do battles and so it's like you're trying to figure out characters emotional vulnerabilities and that gives them weaknesses to your attacks and then you basically are trying to like figure out who the character is and what their insecurities are and then use those to beat them in verbal combat which is uh told via a turn-based mode and i think that's all very good um but then there's also like uh getting around town skate park like tony hawk challenges which i think are way less successful there's some like interesting like platforming where you'll wall ride and grind a rail and stuff like that but like a lot of the like score challenges and stuff just feel very silly and and not super successful and then the main part of the game is that it's a story game about a person who's sort of ruined all their personal relationships uh specifically with their ex-boyfriends and girlfriends and they are going through and basically making amends and so you have to engage in you know verbal combat with uh these figures throughout your life who you've wronged um and i think it's successful when it is silly uh because a lot of these are like very silly like you have a your first boyfriend was like a somebody you kissed in third grade or whatever and this guy's still obsessed with you and corners you at a diner and there's like this very funny uh like combat where he just clearly hasn't moved on and he's just like the ultimate creepy like dude where you're just like bro what's wrong with you we've all been there i I think it's i think it's really well who who doesn't have yeah right dozens of admirers um but yeah uh, i think it's very successful when it's like silly and over the top but then it has a lot of moments where like it gets really serious on you and dare I say preachy. Like it gets like very like, Oh, what is relationship and gender? And you know, all, all these other things where you're just sort of yeah. like, all right, now I feel like I'm being lectured at for like 30 the, minutes. The trailer and, didn't seem that way. So yeah. Like, and it, uh, that, that, that certainly uh, didn't work as well. It's not that that is an important stuff to learn about, but it just, for me, I, it, tonally, it didn't really match the rest of the game that I felt was like, intentionally silly and over the top and then all of a sudden it just sort of like you know if you're just getting lectured by about you know gender equality so in, in short we definitely found the game for dan if he loses oh for sure yeah he would he would hate yeah. this it's it's gonna force him to open his mind i'm um, screaming internally right now no <laughs> he should he should play dave the diver it's a better game for sure i'd probably give it a seven or an eight like i i largely enjoyed it i think it's very cool that it does weird and interesting stuff the southeast asian um focus is really interesting my fiance is southeast asian so it, it she like had a lot of uh kind of commonalities and understood like the weird relationship with the parents and that culture and the family dynamics that were there that i thought was really cool um you know i'm i i didn't get that part of it but i definitely understood from knowing her family uh that the dynamics there so it was very fun uh in that regard but uh yeah it's it's a flawed good if you have time for it funny game i think the first half is much stronger than the second half where it gets more serious and it also like weirdly doesn't have an ending it just sort of ends 
it has an ending, but then it's like abrupt and you expect other stuff to happen after. And then those things don't happen. So you're just like, all right, it's kind of odd. Um, but yeah, it's a cool game. I played that. Um, what else did I play? Uh, I beat, I beat like a bunch of games this week. I was pretty proud of myself. I'm on a, I'm on a bender. I'm trying to finish <laughs> as many games as I possibly can by the end of the year. I'm still working my way through phantom Liberty. Um, Mirage. I started. Oh, uh, how could I forget the main game I've been playing like in my free time when I'm not playing games for review uh, is uh, um, Talos principle two, which mm. continues to be really, really awesome. And I'm determined to finish that one because it, it just rules. Great. It just rules. It's better than the first one in every possible way. I, I'm just loving it so far. Um, and then uh, I'm also playing through uh, uh forgot it forgot th th this one already so good time all the brain juice on talos puzzles yeah <laughs> talos puzzles has been great ah oh, what was the other one i'm working my way through damn it i'll think of it but yeah i'm uh i'm playing lots of games and i think i don't really have my i think my next review might be asgard's wrath 2 but i'm trying to see if i can review something else because uh if i do review asgard's wrath 2 i will be at 24 <laughs> reviews for the year and last year i did 25 so i'm trying to keep parity uh, if i can hit it I think exceeding it at this point is basically not an option because it, um, it, you know, the, the year's definitely winding down. Most of the reviews are spoken, but for. you have all those games coming out in the next two months, right? You can do the bluey game. You can do the avatar game. I think the you avatar do... game's already spoken for. I probably will play that one though. Actually, it looks kind of good. It actually so. looks pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. I think I will play that one, but yeah, I don't, in terms of reviews, I don't know if there's a ton of, of uh, options bang on balls i don't think is going to have the appeal required to get a review <laughs> oh i remember what the other game was remnant 2 um remnant 2 the is dlc getting, it's first dlc and i've been playing that uh which again is under embargo and i can't really talk about it but um it's a uh yeah the new expansion for lasam uh which i think comes out this week maybe yeah. in the middle of this week and so uh i'll be able to talk about that next week and um good stuff there oh, i forgot i should say that i was playing dead island 2 after your review of house nice nice did dead you play the house part of it or no i did i have house i have not gotten to it yet i restarted with a new character nice nice of course you did yeah i think Isn't uh, funny? you always think you're gonna go back to a character and you just making a new one is <laughs> so too te too tempting i really like dead so, island 2 yeah i think we i think travis and i gave that the same score very close eight both eights yeah, I, think I don't so. remember. I think so. Yeah. But anyway. Well, cool. Uh, let's catch up on a couple of these things and we'll talk a little Grand Theft Auto. Um, mm -hmm. Console peasant. Console peasant. Good to see you. Uh, there's something unique about the big cast. <laughs> it's probably the smell. It's Dan. If there's anything. Yeah. <laughs> Dan is the unique part. We are all over yeah. the place. That's for sure. But. I can almost promise you we talk topics and games that you don't get anywhere else. So there you go. That's true. Take that as you will. Yep. Yeah, for for certainly for worse, but we do that. <laughs> <laughs> Console Peasant, thank you very much. Uh, Gamefire, thank you for uh, rejoining as a member. Appreciate nice. you. No, not, not enough green in the chat, in the chat says Rain yeah. Man, who uh, proceeded to then give five memberships over on the Hope. Dang! Side. Oh, thank you, Rain Man. I'm out there. Is he Rain Man because he like He's making rides the memberships reins? No, no, different rain. I guess he has reins. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what it says. 
do you ride horses is my question rain man is there, like is there a, is there a i want to know if there's an origin story to this or if we're just uh, oh my gosh um all right boys, asked, so somebody asked in the chat why i'm not playing cuisineer yet and the answer is because it's oh. only on steam right now and i don't play those kinds of games on my computer i don't even know what that so is i will get it when it's on switch there you go cuisineer cuisineer um Let's go ahead and jump over to Grand Theft Auto. So we uh, get a tweet this week from Rockstar, the old quiet Rockstar, where they talk about their 25th anniversary. And Sam Hauser, who uh, president over there of the Hauser Brothers, obviously the one still at Rockstar, um, finalizes that kind of tweet thread, if you will, by saying that Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer will be shown next month in December. Um, the first I wonder where. the first oh well we'll talk about that but the first official word on grand theft auto 6 that we've had because there's been nothing but leaks for like years now talking about the game now Um, if i'm wrong that tweet doesn't say grand theft auto 6 does it that it says the next grand theft auto okay something it doesn't say six no i assume the name is probably going to be the main part of the announcement so can't give that away in the in the promotion city yeah yeah yeah, it's what we're so th- you you already kind of jumped forward on me, Hogue, on a couple That's of the things I, I was going to mention. Is uh, <laughs> nice we job, don't know Hogue. the name. <laughs> See, if you just let me finish the thought, just yeah. you know, just let me go. Um, I'm the, the single the the single tweet at the end of the thread, and if you do thread a tweet, you know the end of the threads usually get less uh, attention. The single threaded tweet has a hundred and seventy million views. Um, and one and a half million likes. Um, it is the attention that a single tweet from Rockstar about Grand Theft Auto can garner is just mind boggling. That's um, all my I think- tweets, man. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so to Hoag's point, there's a couple things we do know about the game and a couple things I want to talk about the game. So the things we don't know is that there's a lot of assumption it's going to be called Grand Theft Auto 6, obviously after 5. Um, personally, guys, I don't know about you. I don't think it will be. I don't think it'll be called 6. I think it'll either have a name or it'll just be Grand Theft Auto. What do you guys think? Grand Theft Auto Infinite, I think is what they're <laughs> going to go with. Um, and just I mean, Halo nailed it, so yeah. why not? Do it. So. Do it. I, um, Where I are you placing six, your bets? Come on. 6 has a lot of cachet. Sure. online but i don't think it matters what they call it so Doesn't. i wouldn't be surprised if they call it something completely different mm. i think it'll be called grand theft auto 6 i think they probably would be not I, I think it would probably be a bad move for them to not do it and i think they know that like i it's just it's grand theft auto yeah it kind of doesn't matter what they call it but grand theft auto 6 would be the biggest splash possible and what could they possibly be working on except that so um you know i think it'll be that and then i think it'll maybe be like will grand theft auto online continue in six or will it be like a fresh year yeah. reboot i'm not really sure about that because they do sell grand theft auto online well, we're separately. getting there you know so we're getting there interested in that mm. <laughs> ragnarok no <laughs> <laughs> uh, well we'll get to that um dan you didn't say place your bet oh i just i thought i said infinite i mean i, I don't know whether probably just gta obviously GTA we don't 6. know i mean I, god I, damn 
Guys, uh, overthink shit. Well, there's I'm so many le- there's so many leaks. We might know. I might have forgotten that we already know the name. I think yeah. Jesus Christ. Or it's Vice City Two. Always gonna be Vice City Two. I don't think I don't that'll know. that'll happen. But I mean, you know, they 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 kind of went away from it for a little while, and they came back in. to five. So they went to four or five, and now maybe they'll Vice City. Maybe they'll call it, you know, I don't know, Miami. Just I go. think six has too much street cred to avoid. They're not yeah. going to call it Miami because Vice City is Miami. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, and what we know of the game, right? The the leaks, if you haven't been paying attention to this, the leaks that have come out about this game is that it does take place in Miami in modern day. It's kind of got the Vice City-like theme, right, from Miami, but it's modern day, not the 80s. Um, the main protagonists seem to be a woman named Lucia or Lucia and what a about guy named Vice, says the chat. See, I like Vice if you if you take the word Vice. <laughs> you literally just started just... talking in between a <laughs> sentence. <laughs> what are we doing? And you stylize the V in the I. Biohazard. No, that's, that's my fault. I do apologize. I, I would like to I would like to point out that I do have reduced inhibition. <laughs> Are you drinking? <laughs> happening? Oh man! I literally. Oh man! I actually, given the reduced inhibition, I'd love to see Hogue drinking now. That would be. Oh my god! Right. Man. Yeah. I bet you. Hogue oh my god! This is striking. I don't even know what the hell I was saying now. Um, we we're explaining the protagonist and listening to the chat. And oh, the, yeah. okay, the, the, the protagonist. Yes, yes, yes. It, it is hard to not interrupt people on a chat. Like I feel, I feel like people underestimate oh. that. Well, yeah, because you you are you're reading along with our our audience, so it does get tough. I get it. Um, no, it's my anyway. Point. Yeah, so the main protagonist seem to be uh, it seems to be multi protagonist again, like five. A uh, woman named Lucia and a guy named Jason. The latest rumor I saw is that Lucia will have a child that will play a part in the story. Um, it's in Miami. Uh, it's going to be on the updated Rage engine. So that's like Rockstar Accelerated Game Engine. That's what it stands for. Um, that was used for Red Dead 2, of course, but obviously probably has, uh, you know, expanded upon since then. Um, I guess the big questions I was going to ask you guys just for conversation point is Travis kind of jumped on this one, which is GTA Online makes billions of dollars. And it's been, you know, it's constantly being updated. It's probably a big part of the reason we didn't get this game earlier. So, I have to assume, and maybe I shouldn't, but I think I would assume that GTA Online will just carry forward into this game in some vein, right? With all the content that's been created and sold and marketed moving forward, don't you think? Yep. Well, isn't just, GTA Online in whatever the heck Los Angeles is? San Los Santos. Yeah, it's in Los Santos. Uh, oh, but yeah. it, ha- I mean, the ability to just like create a new map for it i could see that being a possibility also they sell it separately um so yeah i i think i think there's a possibility maybe we'll get like a refresh or a 2.0 but i could also just see them sticking it around keeping it around and uh maybe popping a new map in there or something like that why wouldn't they sell it again well, they, it'll, I think it'll come with, I mean, GTA Online came with GTA 5. So I think that'll I certainly be true for 6. But uh, yeah, I mean, the people who own online, if they only own online, are going to have to buy something else, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of content. Obviously, people have invested tons and tons of money in this kind of online. It's almost oh, like yeah. an MMO, right? It's like GTA MMO oh, yeah. at this point. 
So it's, it's like, really you know, I'm sure they, MMO. yeah, I'm sure they have to figure Whoa. out a way to carry that content forward. Yes. It's a really bad MMO, Travis. It's what I said. It's, <laughs> what? What's wrong with GTA online? You don't like it? It's bad. Whoa. <laughs> Not a good game. Wow. There's our clip for this week. I don't know. We, we had a it. GTA hater up in here. GTA online is a very good time. Uh, but I don't need to say that. Everybody I haven't played GTA Online in probably eight years, so I, mean, I have it was, no. It was idea. pretty rough at the beginning, obviously, before yeah. it had like proper story and the online was busted for like three weeks or whatever. But uh, I think it's I think it's really good all, now. First of all, you have to understand that I don't I don't much care for rock star storytelling. So bifurcated, terrible online rock star storytelling is just the worst <laughs> of all worlds. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> man. I like spicy hoag. Hilarious. Yeah. Um so we might as well jump to that then. In that vein, what do you want from the story? So given that Grand Theft Auto 5 went to the multi-protagonist approach, right, with the three guys, um, you say you don't like the story. You also correct me if I'm wrong, Hogue, you didn't care as much for RDR2. Um, RDR2 is a better story. The it's just overwrought and too long. Okay. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is a cynical piece of trash. <laughs> oh man! It's not a satire. It's great satire. Uh, it is not. It isn't even good satire. Yeah, it like, is. It is. There are middle schoolers writing better satires about <laughs> modern society than Rockstar did in Grand Theft Auto Five. Show me some of those middle schoolers' work, and I'll believe you. You won't. <laughs> I will. There are no gals. You won't. You won't do it. Show it to me. Show me the middle schooler. Oh my god! Back up your claim, sir. Bluff called. <laughs> Citation needed. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> here's the deal. I don't like their storytelling, so I'm probably not the right person to ask. But if hmm. I were to get a Grand Theft Auto Six that I wanted, it would be far less cynical and far less convinced of its own righteousness. Isn't that its shtick, though? I mean, isn't that what Grand Theft Auto is? Is being like over the top, cynical, and yes, basically picking on everything. American culture, it's, yeah. And I, I, and I don't, I don't think that it's up its own ass. I, I don't think that they think that they're righteous. I think they are just like throwing rocks at it without any sort of like solutions. And I think that's the that's the joy of it, right? Is that it's just like utter satire and pessimism with no. It, you know, there's no, they're not like making suggestions of what they're, no say, they're not saying this is the way it should be, they're saying, yeah, this exactly. Is how they're just being like, hey, this is this is what we think. This is this is yes, the worst nihilistic cynicism is much better than solution oriented cynicism, <laughs> no, and especially not when you're selling yeah, multi billion dollar products into the world, right? Like, they half of their stuff is oh, it's too commercialized and we have too much money driving decisions, and oh, by the way. Here's our 12 years of telling you this cynical message while we make billions of dollars doing it. I, I find it to be sad that I don't know if people are the most excited about this particular series in video gaming because I think it's pretty much the worst, most kind of cancerous type storytelling in the industry. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I I I think uh yeah, if if you are looking at them and going, oh, they're they're preaching to me about like, you know, over consumption or whatever message you took from it you're you're looking in the wrong place for your messages because that's 
really not their message. Their message is that that is bad. And also the opposite is bad. They make fun of like European models. If you listen to the radio shows, like they make fun of the conservative take and the liberal take and everything in between. And I I feel like that's their whole shtick is they're just like, look, it's all, we're just going to make fun of it all and not really care about what message you take from that. You can, you, you can kind of just enjoy yourself and have a laugh. And that's the purpose. It's a sandbox in its purest form in a lot of, a lot of ways. And then the proper story that they tell, I think maybe has more of a message in terms of uh, what they're trying to deliver. But I think it's more based around the characters and not about like larger societal problems. It's like, you know, Grand Theft Auto five to me is the, the sandbox is a satire of American culture. And the story is really just about like, machismo right it's about like the toxic the story is boring right i mean Jesus Christ. The, <laughs> no, the, the story, what, what, what is interesting about the grand theft auto 5 story they don't do anything with the main with the with the gangster lead trevor is they the one do. who took everybody what what do they do with that character arc i don't even remember it he it goes 10 years ago no i played oh, the, i played this game multiple times the campaign's awesome um, yeah, he goes, he goes through therapy and I, I think it's really about him reconciling with his friends that he feels that he's wronged or betrayed. There's like a lot of stuff between Trevor, uh, and, uh, and Mike and, and I, 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 man, that story is, is awesome. It's just, it's just fun and silly and you feel bad for Trevor, even though he's a psychopath and you definitely shouldn't root for him. Uh, I do not yeah, feel bad for Trevor. You don't feel bad for him? <laughs> no. He's like a mental case. It's it's actually funny, guys, because there's people in the chat saying I agree with Hogue 100 percent. And there's other people saying I can't agree with Hogue at all here. So this is definitely yeah. more of a divisive topic than I thought it would be. I didn't I, realize I just maybe just we were a popular that. series. Oh, I know. It's, it's incredibly popular. I just didn't realize there were this broad of uh, opinions about it. Maybe I'm somewhere in the middle, I guess. I, I really find the rock star universe approach to be discomforting. I think right? that's I, I find it. No, I, I find it to be as its existence, not the story that they're trying to tell within their universe. I find it to be <clears throat> a, a message that is poorly told and cancerous. I don't think there's a message. I think that maybe is your okay, first well mistake. Well, okay. Well, then, if your if your message is there are no messages, and <laughs> isn't it sad that we all live in this society and there's nothing that can be done about it, so why don't we blow everything up? Can yeah, I, I don't think. This? I, I think. I think again, this? you're putting a message to a game that doesn't have one. Like, really, it's just, hey, here's a sandbox where you don't have to feel bad about your actions because nothing matters, and also we're going to make you laugh. Like that's kind of just the whole shtick. And I, don't, just, I don't like South just Park playground. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about this before, how I consider you f- largely humorless, right? Like you don't, you don't, you don't really <laughs> jive with comedy games and I get that. That's fine. I'm a, I'm a former comedian that really enjoys <laughs> oh my gosh. And funny <laughs> stuff. And to me, it does, you don't have to read into it. It doesn't have to play into a larger, you know, social commentary. It's really just, it's satire. It's fun. Go crazy. Hopeless nihilism is uh, is a bad thing. I think it's a bad look, and I think it's a it's bad in this video game and in other places. So let me ask this. Let me let me rephrase this. Do mm. do each of you play Grand Theft Auto like 
when, when, whenever this comes out, right? Are you going to be buying it at launch and playing through it, the story? I mean, probably, assuming it's not just only an online game, yes. Okay. So what are you looking for when you go in knowing your expectations that we're talking through, right? When you go in and you buy that game, you sit down to play it. Why are you playing it? Because they have the best sandboxes in video games. But my hope is that their storytelling is more like four than it is like five. Okay. That's I, I go in largely and, I go in largely and that's what jokes. I'm asking. I want, I want to see the writing and the comedy and the weird stuff okay. that they put in the game. And, I think their comedy you know, is like, terrible. Yeah, I know. But, you, <laughs> but your opinion is bad. We've, we've gone over this. Right? Like You don't know what you're talking about when it comes to comedy, and I do. And I think that's the difference here. One of, one of us has studied it you know what i mean like but yeah the i mean they 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 have accolades for their writing and their comedy for a reason they're they're very good at it and, and because I mean, people can't tell good comedy from bad but they know that there's a lot of it show me good comedy then i, I mean, wasn't expecting this today but i appreciate you both yeah thank you guys yeah well yeah. yeah i i think that you know i, I go there because i want to listen to the radio station while i go on crazy adventures and hear some good jokes. And I want to see what things that they pick on, you know, cause there's a lot to work with. Like if you look at the world, when Grand Theft Auto five came out, like the, the things that they made fun of back then versus what they have to work with now, I think is going to be just be funny. Like, I don't, I don't really know what to expect. Uh, but obviously they have a lot to work with. A lot has changed in that time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with that. I just want to see what they do. Show me something. Well, yeah, new, I, I think I, I kind of in, in line with Hogue. I don't play Grand Theft Auto for the story. For me, it's the sandbox, right? It's it's they're gonna. I have no doubt, especially knowing what they built with Red Dead Two, which I've talked about ad nauseum. Right? I have no doubt that whatever this game is, it's going to have the most impressive open world we've probably ever seen. Um, I, I would be willing to bet on that. And I think that that excites me because I love seeing what they create and everything that goes into it and how you interact with it and to some degree what travis says around what they show off what they do there you know there's lots of nuances to or not nuances but there's lots of uh things in a grand theft auto game that um you know i i kind of look for for enjoyment i i don't personally put a lot of weight into the storytelling or their cynicism of modern culture um it's part of the game it's part of the shtick like i said but it doesn't matter to me whether they how they do that because that's not why i play grand theft auto but but you but you um, do play it for like the levity right like you just go in there and you know you're gonna i know I, sandbox it's just sand, sandbox it. yeah it's just a it's yeah. a it's a big open box of tools that i can just play around with and not worry about anything and i find yeah, that like the, the the best joke in gta 5 is or the, the thing that made me laugh the most is you know the you you see the cop car go by and then you realize the cop car doesn't say serve and protect it says uh, obey and survive you know and just stuff like that we're just like dude that's so like it's, it's perfect for the gta world and it just it's a funny joke they put stuff like that in the game like gta 5 had this uh like 30 minute tour you could go on you could get on a tour bus and just ride around for 30 minutes through los santos and get a full tour from a tour guide that they just put that in the game i mean talk about like scope and creep of of like the, just no no other uh company except for rockstar could afford to put something so frivolous that's the other that thing that excites no, me no one is yeah. gonna see right like they just put that in there just for the weirdos that were gonna happen to come upon it and i just think that's super funny and and weird I, and it's just a i agree game. with you because i get excited by little things like that that 99 point 
nine percent of people don't care about. Like someone posted a clip from Red Dead Two last week about like uh, the uh, chef at your camp, and he was chopping up a, uh, you know, chopping up a, a loin chop or whatever the heck it could be. But it was like it's so incredibly detailed. Like you know, he lines it up properly and chops it up in cubes, and you can see the cartilage in the meat and puts it in the bowl. And it's like no one's looking at that. But Rockstar probably had multiple designers take whatever it was of effort to make sure that that looked realistic, you know, and I just, I think that's kind of cool. And I look for that stuff in those games. I think it's fun to look for. Um, but I, I have, yeah, they just make games like no one else. And even if it's not my game of the year, even if it's not like GTA five, not on my list of favorite games of all time, um, red dead two is, but, um, they just make games like nobody else. And I think that's exciting. I think was GTA Five on my list. I think it probably was. I can't remember. It's your list. Why yeah. are you asking us? I don't know. I just can't remember what I thought was on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what your list is. That game's awesome, dude. Great to talk about. Oh no, I'm, I it's I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I I kind of land the same thing. There's nothing about that story that I look back on. Like I remember Red Dead story, and I remember moments in Red Dead Two um, and One for that matter. Grand Theft Auto Five. You could ask me about that story. Well, you just did right now. I don't remember a single thing about it. Really? That's crazy, man. Damn. Damn. I. I mean, I. I remember it because it. Yeah. Just it was so odd and weird. There are moments in that in that campaign that like stick in my mind forever. Uh, if you, I mean, if you haven't played it recently, you should go back and play it. It's such a weird game. Um, I don't think that story yeah. comes together at all. Yeah. I mean, look. People come to games for different things. I think people who come to Grand Theft Auto know what they're getting largely, and it delivers that thing, right? It delivers the sandbox, the kookiness, uh, the off-the-wall and off-color jokes and dark comedy. (coughs) Sure, a little bit of nihilism and certainly a lot of pessimism, but, you know, if you're... If you're not the type, if you're the type of person to laugh in the face of that rather than let it like internalize it and make it make but you keep saying you. they're good jokes. I find them to be like the least subtle Wayne's World esque parody jokes on earth, right? <laughs> Wayne's World. The, the the police car that you just mentioned, the fact that the pointer on the internet is a middle finger, like these are not funny to me. It's the it's the worst element. Obey and survive on the side of a police car isn't funny to you. No, it's an elementary school joke. <laughs> Humor not detected, sir. <laughs> you you failed the course. I, I graduated from sixth grade a while back, Travis. I didn't know you. Yeah. Oh, Look, man. I mean, it's, it's not for everybody. Some uh, some people they 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 like to put themselves above comedy as if they're above it. But there's nothing immature about liking a, a joke that something that makes you laugh. And I think uh, you know, different strokes for different folks. I certainly, you know there's a certain type of people I think would be more fun at a party, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> oh what my can God. I say? You're a dad with, with kids, you know, you just, maybe not the target audience for it. That's fine. I do uh, say not a church. For me, you know? I'm a dad with kids. <laughs> can I play it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, let's get, uh, Oh, the only other thing before we get to the super chats is, uh, this is a leak that I think is just assumed, but is that the the map, they've had some map leaks that include like uh, Daytona, right? The racetrack. And and so, you know, the whole kind of Southern Florida area there that looks like they're piecing together, probably like they did Los Santos in relation to Los Angeles, um, I would assume is going to be in that vein. But what they're saying is that 
this will be obviously given 2023 much more of a live service game, especially with GTA Online, and the map will expand over time. So they will add regions to it, and it will kind of grow over time. So that's just an assumption I think that's being made, but I think it's I think it should probably be assumed that with GTA Online and how much money that makes, along with this game releasing now in 2023, as Travis said, the environment is vastly different than the late Xbox 360 generation when GTA 5 came out. That live yeah, service it, will play a pivotal degree. role in this game to some degree. It pushed the 360 tech like way harder than it should have been. Yeah, that, um, that game I mean, and Halo 4 were marvels on yeah, the 360. I, I think it had that 512 game, megabytes of RAM. It didn't even have a gig of RAM that console, and GTA yeah. 5 runs on it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a it even even in the 360 era, I think it ran incredibly well. Um, I'm yeah, it's you know, it, it it is what it is. I I'm very excited for it, and it's you know, if you think that um, the the comedy <clears throat> is sophomoric, I would say you know, you don't have to be smart to laugh at a lot of the jokes in GTA, but you've got to be stupid not to, right? That's that's the way I think of it. Like, well, it's like it's you know it's not not like they're all 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 up there, but you know. But you, I guess my point is you don't even need to care about the jokes to enjoy GTA, right? You can just have fun in that game regardless of the the that's humor, true. if you will. But I th- I think the reason the well, sandbox it, succeds it is because it's filled with, with yeah. how great it does. Humor. It's very it's very upfront about it. Yes. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's catch I'm up asking, on super chat. Oh, go ahead, Dan. Real quick. Do we get a performance mode? For these new consoles, I think I, I don't. I, I think you have to have sixty frames in this mm-hmm. game. Didn't uh, mm-hmm. didn't GTA Five yeah, GTA got updated come yeah. out with yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah? I don't I think, think they also, they also you're gonna get a, I think you're gonna get a global illumination, thirty frames per second game. I think mm. it's gonna be a Starfield type situation. The other interesting yeah. thing, well, we too, get a first person mode because they added that to GTA Five. Yes, I think that'll, that'll be a first I think percent. that'll be there by default. Um, so the rumor is, uh, you know, trailer next month with the uh, the leaks said that it's expected to release third quarter 2024, but a delay could be likely to 2025. So all we know, this game could still be a little ways out, mm-hmm. um, which then, then leads to the question of, okay, say let's say it does release in 2025. We could be in an environment where we have whatever the new uh, GPUs are, of course, right? The annual GPU release. Um, but the P... There's very, very credible leaks that we're getting a PS5 Pro next year. Mm-hmm. So it'll be kind of interesting if we get a PS5 Pro, but not a updated Xbox hardware-wise in terms of power, what GTA does on those systems and, and PCs as well. And, of course, remember that traditionally Rockstar does not release on PC at launch. It's usually console first. So it'll be interesting. transparent about why, by the way. I don't yeah. know if you know this. They're like, because we don't want our games stolen. <laughs> <laughs> like people on pc are thieves and so we will be releasing on console for the first year and then on pc later once we're okay with a certain amount of thievery happening which i think is just very funny <laughs> yeah we'll have funny to see dynamic. how that happens <laughs> yeah but anyway uh i think there's little doubt in anyone's mind that whatever this is whenever it drops it will be the biggest game launched probably in history um it's going to be really interesting to see kind of the sales records it breaks um because it'll be a big game it is interesting how long gta has been an important game because like basically for as long as i've been alive yeah gta GTA 3 changed the game when it came out on ps2 like 
I mean, I remember first seeing it and playing it, and I'm telling you, just anecdotally, everybody I knew went out and got a PS2 to play that Same with Vice City. Vice City, I was like really young when that game came out, and everyone, everyone was playing that. Even, you know, they weren't supposed to. Your mom wouldn't let you or whatever. Like, people (laughs) found a way to get that game. Uh, You know, same with San Andreas, same with GTA 4. Yeah, dude, I've just got a lot of memories of this game, like, when I was really young and then when I was like in high school going to like the midnight release of GTA four stuff like that. It, yeah, it's just <clears throat> it's, it's crazy how long they've managed to remain relevant. Four yeah. is a much better game than five. I will stand by that. Yikes. I, I think so. I, I know there's a lot of people that like four better from a protagonist and story perspective, but I think as a game, five's a much better game, but I, I'd have to go back and play them to argue the story. I don't remember either of them, honestly. So. Four, is, four is pretty disappointing. It, yeah, well, I, I think, I think one of the funny one of things about four was it didn't it come out right on the cusp of the smartphone era? So it had kind of these weird like dynamics where you pull things up like old school. I'm trying yeah. to remember now, but it feel I think it looks dated like going back. I mean, to it now. felt very New York. I feel like New York is always a little bit behind. That's my perspective. I live in California, <laughs> but like you know, like technologically, they have like old industries and stuff. So it, no, it no scoop bagels. Yeah, it felt it felt to me like it was a little on point. I was like, yeah, they're a little bit behind. And then going to GTA five, it felt extremely Californian, like where everything was like just too much, you know, like where technology turned the 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 state into a wasteland. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what they do with. I mean, if if they are doing it in Vice City, which is supposed to be Miami, I mean, there's a lot to work with in Florida these days. Well, I mean, I think that's why (laughs) we saw the leaked maps, which is Miami, Vice City and some of the, the like northern part of South America. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to do some drug cartel stuff would be my guess. Cool. Go for oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really yeah breaking cool. the mold there. <laughs> I, they don't break the mold. No, they're not. They break the mold with their with their engine and world, yes. not the not the yeah, not the stuff you guys are talking about. Well, they about. have a formula that works, but I think the the jokes and the parody and what 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 it'll what will what do they do? Will they have something interesting to say or make fun of? I imagine crypto will be in it. They got to do something. Oh, they're gonna you know? make fun. There's, I mean, the the wealth of stuff they're gonna pick on and put in the game is gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's always that question of like, is it is is satire? Even like, is it has it become irrelevant with how satirical reality is? Reality is once? now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I tend to think it still has a place, but I'm a, I'm a big believer in comedy. I have to know. I have to think they'll go more political as well. Um, have more commentary on politics. Oh yeah, as well. maybe maybe. <laughs> um, I bet they will. They kind of sometimes they kind of veer away from that. Like I kind of felt like four had more like overtly political jokes than five, um, and five was more just sort of like culture, yeah, kind of like the culture and stuff. So I I think they could go either way. Honestly, we'll see. Yeah. Um, let's catch up on these super chats. Ah, shush. Grand theft of auto, Ragnarok. Please, no. The joke please that no. keeps on giving. Yeah, <laughs> you can put Ragnarok behind anything, and at this point, I'm gonna say please, no. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's actually not the worst title. like does it it, like if they were if their pitch was hey it's grand theft auto but like we're canonizing that it's end times (laughs) like i actually i'm kind of like uh honestly they could kind of work they could pull that off sounds like a double fine game 
<laughs> oh, by the way, we didn't get to um, Hogue. You mentioned this right at the start when I started talking about Grand Theft Auto. So some people are assuming that the trailer is going to be at the Game Awards. I don't think it's going to be. Where are you guys at on that? Oh, I think there's nah. a teaser for it at the Game Awards with the first like little bits of showing it to send you to the Rockstar event later that week. Okay, that, that could be. I, mean, I don't think we I'm get the full trailer at the game. <laughs> maybe I'm way off base here. There's a strong okay. possibility of it, but just based on the leaks that we saw last year, I kind of think even 2025 is early prediction for this game. I mean, we don't know, right? We don't yeah. know. I all I, I I started kind of going through the most recent leaks, you know, from a bunch of places to get this info, and all it said is, you know, mid to late 2024, but someone. You know, one of the other leaks said that they are very well aware that could slip to 2025. I'm just yeah. wondering if like... But that's just throwing darts at a fucking wall. Oh, excuse me, at a wall. <laughs> <laughs> two. We got two in on this deal, guys. My, my, Honestly, my that makes me feel better. I feel like it's not just me now. It's like, all right. My normal. It wasn't me. Yeah, my normal speaking came out momentarily. Apologies. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> I would love to uh, hear how vulgar people are when they're not on camera. Like, no, you don't. Dan, you no I feel like curses when he's angry. Ains, I feel like uses it conversationally. Hogue, I feel like he's still waiting to get his first curse out. And me, <laughs> I feel like it, you guys would be I, shocked by how much I curse off camera. Yeah, I curse all the time. I don't even think yeah. it's just words. I mean, yeah, it's yeah just whatever. Words. I don't believe in bad <laughs> words. I never did. It got me in trouble a lot in high school. I was like, there's no such thing as a bad third. It's what movie strong is, language. <laughs> I think it's a Euro trip. You remember that old goofy movie? Hilarious movie, by the way. But uh Euro trip where he goes to England and he's there with the um the soccer hooligans and they're talking and the the American kid looks at him and goes, You guys are on a whole different level of swearing over here. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, it's, it's pretty much it's just it's it part of the they're, conversation. They're, they're ahead of us in certain areas <laughs> and then way behind us in others. It, it's just very <laughs> different like bars in terms of what is acceptable and what isn't. <laughs> Look at Shush in the chat. I'm not saying that out loud. Um, Grumpy right. Shaman. Grumpy Shaman. The $5 Super Chat. There's a classic Seinfeld TV show line. Yep. Brussels are making me thirsty. Classic. Who among you guys can deliver yes. a better rendition of this line? I'm not. I still say that because I'm very dated in my jokes. Me so too. I still say that with my wife. Dude, you I know. also say that. So <laughs> I don't know if you're dated, honestly. I think it's just classic. I mean, Seinfeld's classic. Yeah, I like George's. I like George's the best because he's like angry. He's like, these pretzels are making me thirsty. That's the best. I like the angry version. Answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's the correct answer. But that could, I don't know, say something else about me that we won't get into. Um, Anyone else want to say it? Are we going to move on here? I think. I'm good. I I can't say it. I wind up doing it like Kramer for thirty. Yeah. <laughs> my question. My question about this contest is: is the goal to say it the most like Kramer, or is the goal to deliver it the best way, based on our artistic decision? Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. So. One of the one of the best. Dano just reminded me we could do a whole show on Seinfeld, but you know his his car reservation bit. You know where they don't have the car, and she's like, "Sir, I know why we have the reservation." He's like, "I don't think you do." I don't, I don't think they do i'm sorry but larry david is right like most of the time and if that's, uh, that's that great it tells you everything that you need to know about my personality but like i'm mm-hmm. the guy who watches curb the enthusiasm and i'm like larry's got a point he's got a point i mean they're not this is not okay what they're doing here yeah oh my god shaman thank you for the super chat logan in the house captain logan with the five dollar super chat uh it'll be a grand theft 
art and will focus on the theft of artistic properties online by uh, AI companies at the Detective Visual Novel Pivot. That's a lot of words thrown into one sentence there together. That is a very bold guess. Yes. Extremely <laughs> wrong. I like where your mind's at. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, my wow. God. Like in Grand Theft Auto 6. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be great, though. I kind of want to play that game. I'll be honest with you. They should do a spinoff. By the way, the, the, the reservation keeps the car here. I feel like the modern version of that I see is like, <laughs> you, have you ever gotten like a reservation or an appointment for a specific time and then you get there and they make you wait? Yes. I literally just that nuts. About that. I That's literally like, dude, I put this time aside and you guys agreed to it. I got here yep. early and then you guys are like 10 minutes after. Yes. Hurts me. Drives me nuts. Hurts I, me. I've actually said the George line where it's like, oh, you guys are canceling my... Okay, that's seventy five dollars for uh, my time because that's what you guys charge for canceling. If I cancel, so we just gonna reverse it. They did not like that, and I had to find. Oh yeah, because you you just got messed up by the 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 window, right? The they gave fridge. you a window. Fridge. Oh the, fridge. yeah, the, he, he means the timing. The, the delivery window. window. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, the delivery window. Actually, yeah, I have... think South South Park. Speaking of South Park, they did a an episode about. <laughs> delivery windows and it's like a bunch of comcast guys like going out to strip clubs and picking up fast food <laughs> and just like not working during the delivery window and then they start no. to think about coming over right at the end of the <clears> window, <throat> which frankly no. is my experience like they're always there at the very end of the window that you booked them for yeah i got 200 bucks off whatever i bought so oh that's cool yeah there you go it's better it. than than usually you get from those people yeah. <laughs> The last Logan, thank you. was re reasonable. I'll just say that. There you go. Like so. uh, Arctic Wolf 199 with a super sticker, pound 99. It's just a heart. So thank you very much, Arctic Wolf. Yay. Appreciate Let's you for it. that. Uh, Shush is back again. Yeah. Bitcast number 280, GTA 6 announced, PP Poo Poo of the Year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm going to save that title. Uh, we'll see how close. 280. Yeah. I don't know. That's. Yeah. It's only two months from now. Mark I don't think down. we're going to know at that point. But well, it's going to be announced in December. Yeah, we know oh, that. That's, that's true. We're not going to get a date, though. I can promise you that. Uh, no. No, I mean, I think we'll get the early Red Dead trailer of just shots of the sandbox, and yeah, we're working on it. Yep, exactly. Shush, thank you as always, and shout Lovely. out to Katendra, who became a new member over nice. on the channel. Thank Welcome. You. I think I pronounced. All right. By the way, I recently found out that crap. A... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to take it off the screen. I'm sorry. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. I, yeah. I recently found out that um, <laughs> there's like a pretty substantial group of people who watch this show at two times speed. Yes. Yes. Regulars. And yeah. So now I've started to wonder if part of the reason people hate me is because my delivery doesn't land you know timing matters you know if you watch if you watch somebody at two times speed like do i sound like even more of a jerk at double time because i i feel like you've got to watch certain things at the speed they were intended for right like you wouldn't watch like a a really dramatic movie you wouldn't watch the godfather at two times speed and i know i know people who do that like engineers who are really valuable really like strict on their time they'll be like yeah i watched that movie i watched it at four times speed just people talk too slowly for my brain and i'm just like Ugh, first of all gross that you said <laughs> yeah. that sentence but also like some things like 
spaces matter like sometimes when they're saying nothing that matters as much as when they're saying something and there's pacing shouldn't uh, the spacing stay relative what's that I mean, your delivery is based on pauses from your delivery same with the godfather or anything else the pacing will stay the same it'll be a shorter break but it'll be shorter compared to shorter sequences yeah. of talking I, I but i think the assumption the erroneous assumption is that the spaces where they aren't talking or where they're talking slower are less uh, important. Mm -hmm. And I would say that that's not true. I would say sometimes those are the important moments. <laughs> it's weird I, that we have this conversation, but my point is as with all I things, agree. time timing matters. Yeah. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I, but I don't agree that that's why people hate you. No, I don't either. I know exactly <laughs> why people hate me. I'm, I'm focused, tested to be hateable. This is true. It's kind of my brand. But my, my point is, I'm, I'm wondering if, uh, I wonder how many <clears throat> of our jokes don't mat land and people just think that we hate each other because they watch it two times speed and it doesn't translate. You know what I mean? That's my thinking. Yeah. I, I, I don't get the two times thing though. I get the time, of course, you know, trying to save yeah. time and consume more, but like, it's just not enjoyable to me. I've tried it. And I'm like, oh, this is annoying. Like, I don't know. That's just me. But also, aren't these people also saying that the shows are too slow or too uh, short and that they should be like five hours long? <clears throat> I don't know. You know what I mean? The, like, I don't what, know what, what the overlap there is. Pick a lane. Pick a lane, guys. <laughs> no, they want you to deliver five hours of content that they want to consume in two and a half hours. Why not? That's wild mm. to me. There you go. Hey. Wild. Um, a couple other things I want to mention. Um, so want to get your guys thoughts real quick on just modern warfare three. So a uh, report, you know, from Mr. Schreier over at Bloomberg on that, you know, we talked previously and I thought this was rather common knowledge, but I guess many, maybe people didn't know, but like there wasn't originally supposed to be a call of duty campaign this year. Like they were going to take a year off and just add to the multiplayer suite and new Warzone map for 2023. Then we get announced that we're going to get Modern Warfare 3 this year. And now what's been uncovered, of course, is that that was a big shift internally at Activision. It was handed to Sledgehammer, and they were given approximately about 18 months to complete this kind of campaign and zombies to go along with, with Warzone and DMZ that's sitting out there. So, you know, we talked about the review last week. IGN gave it a four. We gave it a five. A lot of, you know, the, the, the overall consensus on the campaign is it's ridiculously short, rehashed. It's not very good. Um, now I'm hearing that the zombies mode is pretty much DMZ with zombies, which makes sense, right? You're kind of reusing assets. Um, and then, of course, the, multi the multiplayer is Modern Warfare 2 maps remade, which I'm pretty excited about. Modern Warfare 2 was a... a kind of seminal moment in multiplayer competitive gaming but um everything kind of modern we've heard warfare about 2, when you say modern warfare 2 remade you don't mean the last games maps you mean the the, the original modern warfare 2 correct maps? 2009 yes sorry yep good clarity um you know which is exciting for people who really kind of dug the modern or the call of duty era back then right um so i get all that but it, it's pretty clear that this this was not the plan long term for how this game should have been made Infinity Ward didn't even get to finish their kind of story arc with with Modern Warfare 3. And it's I would say it's pretty much consensus that the campaign was a pretty big letdown along with other things. So I just I guess the question, if I have one here and I don't really know, it's more of a philosophical thing. But games like Call of Duty, the IP, they make so much money every year. They're going to sell no matter what. The people, the vast, vast majority of people buying this game have no idea about any of this. Right. They don't follow 
game development or listen to BitCast or anything else. So they're just going out. They're seeing the new Call of Duty. They're buying it. They're probably having a good time with it. Great. But I, can any? I guess my question is: Can anything be done about this? Like, is there is there anything? from an industry perspective that is going to prevent these types of things happening in the future? Or is this just this kind of harsh reality because we know how the sausage is made that we have to deal with forever where people are crunched, you know, the, where the IP is kind of trashed and they still go out and sell a $70 game, 20 million copies of it because just vast majority don't know any better and still enjoy it regardless. Well, I'm, I'm still an optimist, so I will tell you the story that I think happens here, which is that, yeah, people don't pay attention to that, but they do pay attention to what their last experience was with the product that they bought. And sure. so it's always a tail kind of effect, right? They were still on board with the Modern Warfares. They liked one, they liked two, presuming this story. They, don't, they wind up not liking three. They'll remember that when the next one comes along. So it's not in any company's best interest to have this kind of release in their pipeline with their major product name. Continually. So I, I don't think you'll have that happen as a kind of race to the bottom. This is all games ever are. You'll, you'll have this occasionally happen because there will be Activisions out there that run their studios as hard as they possibly can to release a game manually. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, but to the extent that they keep doing this and we wouldn't expect them to one, because they're under new management now, but two, because this isn't the way to run a business you would say they'll fix it the next time um, or they won't. And then they'll, they'll blow up their own golden goose, but nobody wants to blow up their golden goose. So there's, there are protections there because they are trying to keep the customer happy. And while you might not see that in the sales for this game, I would expect to see it in the sales for the next game. Yeah. I think at a certain point, like they built up so much goodwill that they're able to, occasionally have fails and it doesn't really affect them but you you can turn your reputation into being high quality to low quality really quickly i mean look no further than we were just talking about marvel right like they were the at MCU, the top of the yeah. game everybody was like heck yeah now and then you know it was a couple t a couple movies tv shows later and and the the kind of believes went the other way so i think that sort of stuff does come back on you um, I think that they've built up a good, enough goodwill with their players. And frankly, their players also forgive them for stuff that they don't really care about. They'll forgive them for the campaign because they'll be like, ah, who cares about the campaign anyway? Um, and so they'll say, yeah, maybe it's a four or maybe it's not very good, but who cares? I'm here for the multiplayer. As long as they deliver on the multiplayer, maybe people will just keep buying them because that's really what their um, what their preference is, what their, what their tilt is. Um, and so I think it might not matter in that. I think zombies probably matters more than the campaign, frankly, because I don't know if people really buy modern warfare for the campaign. I do, which is why a four matters to me, a four hour experience that is rated well, bad did. by IGN. Yeah, I did. Right? They didn't lose me years ago. I'll still pop in and, and buy a game. I usually wait for the call of duties to go on sale and then I'll buy them and play through the campaign. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's going to matter to certain people. It's certainly not going to help their <clears> reputation. <throat> and I think Hogue is right on the money that like they've built up some goodwill, but you can ruin that pretty quickly if you continue to release uh, subpar products. I think in this case, it's probably not going to matter as long as the multiplayer delivers. Cause I, I really don't know that people care too much about the things that they're doing poorly. And maybe that's why they feel like they can get a pass on it or release something that is subpar. But I think, uh, 
I am really uh, proud of outlets like IGN and like Season Gaming for putting those low scores out there because I think it's important and it's true. I think it's, I mean, it's it's good that they're doing that. Um, it's unfortunate some of the stuff I've seen about, oh, now they're owned by Xbox. They're giving them a bad score. <laughs> no, yeah. play play the game. Play the game first and tell me. Are there that people you think saying that? Because Xbox would have oh, had yeah. nothing to do with this game at all. Oh, yeah, Hogue. It was yeah. pretty much every comment on the IGN tweet with our review is like, oh, I get it, of course, because you guys are Sony uh, people. Now you know, you got to give it a low score, just like you did Starfield, which Starfield didn't get a low score but it doesn't matter they it's just it's just it's all noise i think hopefully normal people understand that 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 has nothing to do with anything and certainly if you play the campaign you're probably going to see exactly why critics came to the conclusions they came to i had a funny conversation yesterday travis or the day before that you would have uh, banged your head against a wall in um because <clears throat> someone came to me and said uh the campaign's not great, but it's not a four. It's not a broken, buggy mess. And so my response was, well, why? Wh what makes you think a four means a broken, buggy mess? And I said, well, that's, you know, they were basically saying that's what it is in my head. And I said, well, first of all, obviously you're talking about IGN because that's the four that, you know, the most popular review for it. But have you gone to IGN's page and looked at what a four represents? Cause I've read it. It's right here in front of me and it doesn't say a broken buggy mess. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it basically says it's a poor game with some um, or a bad game with some, um, I forget the exact wording, but structural issues while it still may have some bright spots. Um, yeah, and I, I read think, that to him. I think, and I think one of the sentences is like, even if there's a good idea or two in here somewhere, it's buried under so many bad <clears throat> ones that we can't recommend it or something like that. It's something like, like it's that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Basically. And so I would not a good game. Yeah. And so what I was putting forth and I'll put this forth, obviously uh, for anyone listening is like, you, you shouldn't equate what a number means to you and then place that expectation on a site or even sites, especially because even sites have different meanings for different ratings. Right. So you need to kind of look at the site itself, look at the reviewer, and then kind of take that as you will. And if you disagree with it, that's fine. But just keep in mind, it's just an opinion. It's just a game review. It doesn't matter. You are, you are asking way too much. Oh, I know. I, like, I know. I know. I know. Biggest part of the gaming community. But yeah, you know, I know. I, I appreciate but, your, your effort. Yeah, I try. I try. But I, I just found it funny because it was like, this game's not a four because it's not a broken buggy mess. And I'm like, who defined four as that? Like, you know, yeah. like you, you've made up your own definition in your head of what a four is. Broken buggy mess is like two to me because two at IGN scale means painful. And I think it says some stuff about, and also a game can be really bad without being broken. You know what I mean? Like a game Agreed. can function yeah. correctly, but still just be a, a painful game to play. And yeah, yeah I, I just think people have in their head, their idea of the review scale, which is eight to 10 means great. And seven to one means absolutely trash. And I reject that review scale and i think everyone should um it, but even if you don't even if that's how you want to operate like i've got friends in the industry that basically operate on that assumption because they think well even if i don't like it it's what other people interpret and so therefore i need to comply with what they're what they're saying so they will uh like paul tassi is a great example of that i got into it with him about it because he he says look i don't like the eight to ten means good and seven to one means terrible but that's how people interpret it and therefore I'm going to score games that way. 
And I'm yeah, just like, ter- nah. that's a terrible approach. Yeah. I'm just like, nah, dude, that's, they're wrong. The people are wrong in this case. But no, the it's the kids that are wrong. Communicate notions to people. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't, correct. I don't think that that's wrong. I like the way you describe it with IGN, just defining what its numbers are and more people should read that. And it should probably be linked in like every review if it's not, it is, uh, it is. but I understand where Paul Tassies of the world come from and say, look, if I'm going to put a number on this, it's got to be communicating something to the person that's reading this. And so I should meet the person, I should meet the reader where they live. Yeah. I think, I think outlets could do a better job of explaining why, what their scores mean and how they work and that sort of stuff. Um, and to a certain extent that's going to require, it's going to differ from every outlet, obviously. And it's also going to require that people have to get involved in understanding what the outlets that they read reviews from mean, which, uh, which is a, a lot of context and work, frankly, to do, but I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it to add that layer of nuance instead of just making the current system we have of it's either amazing or it sucks. I don't, I don't think that's helpful to people. Uh, And I I think video games have a problem because for the most part, IGN isn't reviewing real trash. Even when they give a trash score, it's, it's something that cleared the, the iceberg level enough to get attention that they think people would be interested in the review, right? Like, like the real garbage, the stuff that you've paged through on the PlayStation store or, or the eShop or or whatever. Yeah. Or steam. Mm. Like that's not getting reviewed at all. No. Like no. the lower yeah. end of the spectrum just isn't getting used because we're not even looking at those games. Well, yeah. If you yeah. look at our reviews on Open Critic for SG, I think our average is something like a, it's like a high seven, like the average, right? And I look at that and I, for when I first saw it, I was like, damn, we rate kind of high. But then I was like, no, it's only because we rate the games we want to yeah. play, right? We're not out there rating the the threes and the the fours. Yeah. In IGN's case, <laughs> it's because we don't review games if we don't think our audience cares about them. And so yeah. if audience cares about them, we'll review it. Choo Choo Charles was a game that for some reason people really cared <laughs> about, even though it wasn't big. And, you know, we gave it a, I gave it a bad score. Um, but yeah. The, I, an IGN. I mean, this is going to happen with any outlet. Exactly. It, it's it's not just that we're trying to serve our readers either, uh, which we are. It's it's also just bandwidth. Like I'm sure Season Gaming doesn't review every game because uh, who has the time? Who has the staff to do that? Um, in IGN's case, it's less about staff and more about time and money, right? Like you have to pay somebody to make a review and video editor and blah, blah, blah. And like if nobody's going to care about that three out of 10 game, then that's not worth it. But Call of Duty is a huge game. And we gave it a four out of 10. So for the campaign, not, remember for the, the campaign. campaign. So clearly we're not afraid of using our scale. It's really just about how many opportunities do we get to do that? I think we're doing better about it this, this year. Uh, we had kind of like a, we usually have a pretty steep curve around the seven or eights. And that was really tapered off uh, this year pretty significantly. And so I think we, we had high highs and low lows. We had like quite a few tens and quite a few like fours and fives. And I gave the only two, this year. <laughs> well, and, and the last thing I know we talk about reviews a lot, but the, the last thing I would say, right, is at the end of the day, too, as we've talked about before, these these kind of guidance for certain scores are goalposts, right? They're 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 at the end of the day, you still have different reviewers having different experiences, having different opinions of a game. So, you but, know, even comparing one reviewer to another on the same game, you're not going to get the same experience necessarily. Even with the same review scale. But the even thing I think is 
The thing that I think is useful about the scale, though, is at least everybody's using the same rubric. So they're trying to say, exactly. Like, You're trying did to I feel, fit in there. Did I feel, read the description of six out of 10. Did I feel like it fits into that slot versus somebody else's? And um, it also helps because, uh, you know, when my reviews go into edit, sometimes they'll read my review and they'll be like, honestly, Travis, it seems like you did not like this game. And are you sure that the score that you awarded it matches the way yeah. you felt about yeah, we it? Do that too. Sometimes, sometimes you'll have to reread your own review and go, God, maybe I did not like this game. Or if you don't feel that way, <laughs> then you're like, okay, look, I just wrote all the negative stuff. So I just need to add the positive things, which I I'm pretty prone to doing. Like I'll just put all my complaints out there first. And then sometimes <laughs> I'll read my review and go, I actually don't think it was this bad. Let me add some more bright spots and some positivity to it. So yeah. um, it's an interesting process, but I think people really get wrapped up in the whole, like what's their angle and who's paying them? How are they making money? And it really could not be more simple. It's like, we make money because you guys read the reviews. We, what the scores are does not matter to us at all. It's really just like, you know, do we have an audience and do you guys care about these games and the reviews we're making? And yeah, as it turns out, you guys, you guys do care. By the way, <laughs> the reviews are like the most highly clicked thing besides guides. So clearly, people care about them. But how much does that 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 score affect like the like the SEO and and getting the traffic to your site though? Using it, it affects, using that scale, it affects certain outlets more. Like if you're a smaller outlet, your your uh, speed matters a lot more than if you're IGN, and also the score can matter like especially if you're an outlier if you gave it yeah, a high, higher, low higher low end higher low higher low end it'll matter for ign it doesn't yeah. affect us at all from what we can tell like it doesn't matter really it really the only thing that matters is how big the game is our speed doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's a week after the game came out or before mm-hmm. um and our score doesn't really matter either it's really just about how much do people care about that game if it's a big game it's going to do traffic it's harder to see the difference when you're counting between the hundreds of millions, you know? That's what I was going to say. IGN's too big. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. it's a whole different world. But like yep. Jimquisition, so not the not the point for Jim Jimquisition came out this week and gave Alan Wake 2 a 4. Oh, yes. And that it's Alan like, Wake 2 whoa. was hilarious. It's like, wow. it's like, here we go again. Like, this is obviously just, you know, missing the plot. But they did that with something else, too. I forget. You know, it's not Yeah, uncommon. so uh, Jimquisition is also the one that gave Starfield a 4, right? Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think so. Mm. so. Or seems to be their fastball. I never even heard of it before. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, she, she, yeah, she's the one who, in the Starfield review, wrote a bunch of stuff about bad practices that the studio makes. Yes, and made yes. it basically, basically broke my golden rule, which is like never never include anything that isn't about the game you've lost the plot of the game yeah yeah she did that and i think that yeah i i I don't know that reviewer personally but i i i know a bad review when i see one yeah um one last thing on this APS is we've talked about this at nauseum, but just to quickly answer the question ap what's up man he says if it's $20 indie game would it still get a four price doesn't matter um neither does the team size yeah, team size and price. Uh, they they shouldn't. They maybe they, they do to some outlets, yeah. but they shouldn't. I bet they yes. do. Yeah. So the yeah. the rule there is obviously price matters to you, like you as the consumer. But the reason we don't take it into account in reviews is because a game being less money does not make it more fun to play. The only thing that has changed is your expectations of it, which is fine. But 
in a perfect world, you're just evaluating the game and you're removing all external factors that aren't related to, is this game fun? And things like price and how big the team are don't affect you as the player. And in fact, most people don't even know how big the team was. And so those factors really are, it's kind of gets insider baseball. And so, and then the other reason price isn't really taken into account is because money means things to different people. If you're like a, a six-year-old kid working on a $4 a week allowance, $20 matters a lot to you. And if you're an adult with lots of money, then $20 could mean nothing. And so it's kind of hard to include that when you're quantifying the quality of a game, because it just, it can mean so many different things depending on who you are. And so I think it's best to remove anything that isn't just how fun is this game to play? Is it worth my time? Uh, is a is a much better question than is it worth your your money? Um, and so we remove factors like that, and I think it's a good idea to do so. Yep. yep. All right. We won't. Uh, let's close out the review because we've talked about all that stuff many many times. But we I have just to bring that up. I yeah. still like it though. <laughs> I like talking about it too. Yeah. Um, because I, I I'm I honestly get kind of some of the things I see people expect or say about reviews. I'm like you know. They don't seem to kind of get what a review is meant for, but that's a whole other topic. Gains, I love um, it when you pull your hat down when you're talking about something I and just you can't see your my eyes. Face. Yeah. yeah, it looks yeah. like you're crying because Pikachu just lost in another Pokemon battle, you know? Like you're just like, <laughs> you're upset and you're not sure which Pokemon you're going to choose next. <laughs> <laughs> so like Jagger Friends has just said fun is subjective. Well, reviews are subjective. Like, yeah, it's all. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole point. But it's a, it's, um, anyway, it's a peer review, right? It's your peer giving you some ideally like if a reviewer is doing their job right it feels like a friend on a couch telling you what they thought of it and you might think something different but that's still valuable right to hear a peer say whether they liked it or not yeah yeah that's why we say read the reviews instead of just looking at the score right um last thing i want to comment on real quick is just around game media so uh it's been a rough year i'd say not only for game studios but gaming media as well so i know a lot of people don't pay attention to this stuff but um you know there's a lot of a lot of uh, sites out there and kind of publications and organizations that have lost a lot of people the big one this week was around escapist so if you didn't see this the escapist editor-in-chief was let go and after he was let go, much of their core staff, including Zero Punctuation or Yahtzee, whatever you want to call him, um, quit. And basically, they all left Escapist at once. And then they went on to this week set up Second Wind, which is a new organization that, uh, you know, they're going to do kind of the last stand thing with Patreon and and, and they uh, named get it set something up. kind of like Last Stand. Yeah, Second I know. Wind. Second Wind. Yeah, <laughs> kind exactly. of the same thing, yeah. <laughs> So they're set up. Obviously, they already have a huge amount of support through Patreon and, you know, they're starting fresh. So uh, we also had Kotaku got a new editor in chief last week, I believe. And some of their writers were let go this week. And then a few smaller indie sites, which, you know, many people might not have heard of, but like Uppercut um, announced they're shutting down, too. So kind of a kind of a strange time for gaming media. Um, you know, it's uh, media, right. I mean, Jezebel closed down this week, too. I mean, it's it's media yeah. in general. Media in general. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we talk about this a lot, you know, in our, in our SG chat and our discord for the, for the group. And it's just, we look around and it's like, man, you know, that's just indie sites are taking chops left and right. Um, and even some of the bigger sites, like we said, just going through rough times. So, um, it's kind of a, sh- a shame to see in a way. Yeah. With, so, with yeah. a disclaimer that I wrote for escapist and I'm internet friends with Nick, the editor that got, that got. Seems fired. like a really good dude, by the way. I don't, I don't know him, but 
seems like. Well, I mean, if anybody who would quit all like a quit on mass to rejoin a guy, I assume has some charisma, probably fair or value to him. Like that's a crazy thing to do, but you know, yeah, yeah, and 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 really major talent people at Escapist did all leave. You could tell as it was happening as you were watching on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. It's like, oh, looks like they stepped in it. They didn't communicate with their people that they were going to do this, certainly, because they all left in solidarity. And I think that's likely to work out. I mean, the the difficulty with all of these media outlets, certainly since Kind of Funny and uh, Easy Allies and Last Stand Media and all these things, is that to to the extent that these writers or journalists or content creators or whatever you want to call them on any given day can create a brand for themselves... This avenue has been proven to be effective for at least a time. And so Nick and friends, especially with zero punctuation, starting second wind, I would anticipate to be a major success story. I would expect it to be in the kind of funny last stand level after a time. And Nick actually seems to be a more organized force than many because he was already organizing this team at Escapist. So I would would expect it to go very well. But I, I think that that's a good thing. You know, the, the democratization of the content delivery is a good thing overall. The avenues to go and if you've got an employment situation that isn't working out for you or if you get fired like this, to go and create your own business is a good thing. So I don't look at it as an overly negative week. And I think the Kotaku side of things, I, I think they also started up a new social media brand or a bunch of them did uh, this, this past week as well. I think it's Aftermath. So I, mean, okay. I, think those, <laughs> Aftermath. I, think, I think that those options are good overall. Now, do you get into the same position like we did with streaming where you wind up in the same place that you were before, but in a slightly different look, maybe, but I, I I'm in favor of these things being crowdfunded. And again, I'm self-interested, right? Hoglaw YouTube channel is almost entirely crowdfunded. YouTube ads aren't really paying the bills. Uh, and so I'm in favor of that methodology and being able to reach people directly when maybe you couldn't do that before and not going through geo or ign or cbs GameSpot, or any anywhere else but yeah i'm happy those places exist at some point you're gonna have to figure out what to do with the fact that their people are branding themselves in such a way and then having this avenue because it is a it is a talent drain risk for these outlets um and i think that we'll see that in the next few years but as of right now I think these stories are overall good things. Yeah. Uh, so I'll speak as a stand-in for traditional media, I guess, um, which is that uh, to a certain extent, I mean, I don't want to sound overly, um, I, I don't know, harsh or capitalist here, but like, I think models that fail are models that were failures to a certain extent, right? Outlets that go down, go down for a reason. Um, either they're not serving their community and you could still be sad about that or, or what have you. But I think these sorts of things tend to even themselves out um, in terms of I'm, I'm a big fan of there being more options in the marketplace. And so I understand, uh, you know, Hoag's uh, likes for this. I do believe in traditional media and think that it has a unique and important role, which is that larger organizations can, uh, in my opinion, are, are, uh, more, um, uh, less vulnerable to becoming not trustworthy, right? And so, if you're a uh, a YouTuber who, for example, does what I do, if you're a critic, 
Um, you are unfortunately the advertise advertiser and the content creator, which creates a conflict of interest. You don't have that uh, kind of naturally created barrier of um, division, right? Where somebody else is handling who's going to who's going to advertise for you, and then you're just doing your editorial part. Um, you don't really have that when you're in a smaller organization or a one-stop shop, certainly. And so you kind of just have to trust the person that they're going to have scruples, which I'm sure isn't always true. Or even if it is true, it's harder to balance. Um, you also don't have like institutional checks and balances of like having an editor or other people look at your work necessarily. And so I think there is some risk there of people putting their trust or their faith in uh, people that maybe don't have their best interests at heart or don't have the tools to succeed at doing what they're trying to do because being small is harder. Um, and so I think people uh, punch at larger organizations and traditional media a lot as they should. Traditional media fails a lot of time. And I think that that is also a check and a balance is that people get feedback and you can hopefully do better. But I do think that there's a lot of merit and promise in traditional media being a part of the puzzle. And so anytime that gets smaller, it it worries me a little bit because I think some people say, oh, we don't need this, it's irrelevant. And I would very much disagree. I think it takes all kinds. I'm glad that both are around. I don't like it when traditional media gets smaller um, because it means there's fewer options for people to consume that sort of stuff. Um, but I do think that there are unique advantages that are super important in traditional media. And I can only speak for myself, which is that I've worked for small outlets. I've created content independently and I've worked for large outlet like IGN. And I by far have preferred working at IGN to those other options just because it works best for what I want to do, which is say whatever I want and not have to worry about the business part. Right. And just be able to, editorialize and be a critic, a pure critic without having to worry about like which publisher I'm going to piss off or which advertise advertiser our site might have. Like I just don't have any of those issues. So um, it's just, it works best for me and it, it's how I like to consume news. Yeah, no, I think that's totally fair. I, although it's I would well point said. out you, you still kept a foot out of IGN as well, right? You're not an employee there. I'm not an employee there because it gives me even more freedom and they have to pay me for all my work done rather than giving me a salary. And then I, I like my incentives to be aligned with my employer. So I like it when every time I'm making more, I'm getting paid more and vice versa. So once you become salary, it becomes less about, I, I like my relationships with organizations to be transactional. So it's more, it just, it's the model that fits me best, but as an organization, like, yeah, as an organization, I'm basically a full-time employee effectively. Like I'm in their Slack. I, you know, talk to all their people. I'm in their meetings and stuff like that. And so uh, it's really just the model by which I, I get paid, but I'm, I'm effectively a part Lawyers of it. Lawyers at IGN, Travis didn't say that, nor did he mean it. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I'm definitely not a part of the organization. I'm a 501, I don't know. What do you, what do you call it? E9? I don't know what the form is I get. You keep it up, it's going to be an H1B. That's a deep 1099. <laughs> that's it. That's what I am. The 1099. I get that thing every yeah. year. That's right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well said. Yeah, I just wanted to call it out because, uh, yeah, I think uh, I agree with a lot of what you said, Travis. And it's, it, it's very, there's a lot of, as always with most things, right? There's a lot of gray there. There's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of unique situations to call out. Um, you know, someone obviously like us at SG is going to be a very different situation from IGN. We talk about that a lot. Um, but like you have all those other kind of middle, I would say size companies too, that are 
when you start to become required and you're you're walking on razor thin margins for what you're making financially you know and what you have to produce to to hit those goals eh, it becomes tough becomes very tough so all right let's go ahead and wrap this up boys it's been a it's been a good show been a fun one um goes without said we've got the game awards tomorrow the nominees being announced tomorrow so tomorrow is judgment day we will uh see what happens with our initial bet and then we will come next week you have homework gentlemen come next week with your winners of every single category all of them esports coach you got to pick someone (laughs) speaking of nihilistic (laughs) you got to pick someone just do it what's your Um, favorite that's gonna screw us over favorite gaming personality yeah who's your favorite gaming personality i don't know Uh, any personality i honestly i'm probably even worse off than you guys i don't know who like what was the the people you were mentioning earlier the escapist people i don't know anybody in the industry escapist zero punctuation yeah yes um but yes you guys were talking about the game for (laughs) some I was like, oh, well, they, they they let a bunch of people off at the studio for the escapist. That sucks. I didn't know that thing was still going on. But, oh yeah, that is a game. I forgot about that. First thing we're pausing on. Um, so anyway, we'll see what happens tomorrow and have a good laugh next week. Um, on the season gaming side, pretty quiet lately. Uh, we haven't gotten back to Cast Co-op yet. Believe me, we're trying. Just a lot going on. I do have a little video up of this guy right here. So if you're Dark Souls fan, statue fan, you've got a video of Seagward sitting there. You can check out up on the site. But otherwise, I will hand it off. Travis, what you got, man? Yeah, I've got the review of Assassin's Creed Nexus VR going live on Thursday. Uh, excited to talk about that. I am not reviewing because it's kind of too small of an expansion, but I am. I will be able to talk about uh, the Remnant 2 uh, DLC, The Awakened King, uh, next week, which I'm excited to talk about. Um, and then I think my next review is unannounced TBA, but I'm almost certainly reviewing Asgard's Wrath 2, which should be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You can hear me talking speaking of nihilistic uh hear me talk about destiny on thursdays um and uh on the last word show um and uh yeah hope hope everybody's having a good time good end of year it's a great time to catch up on games hogue i hope i hope the audience knows that i don't hate hogue we just we have fun here it's pretty funny because the chat occasionally thinks that we hate each other and yeah i I think it's fun to get these these newer people in We have nothing but love for each other, and we also have a thing in common where we don't take it personally when we go as hard as possible against each other because that's yeah, no, make your us. Point. That's Absolutely. the fun. That's the fun part, right? That's that's her. That's Ho getting to practice his lawyering, and me getting to practice my <laughs> being a critic. Uh, and yeah, me no, getting absolutely. to not host i just get to sit back and laugh which is fun yeah. and i finished and, out and I, I had i had a long chat sequence with travis just talking about nonsense from the game yeah <laughs> i just have a lot of self-hate so you, know, <laughs> nothing to love you argue with your yeah. Yeah, also um, we have one person who says that uh me at six times speed i'm not a jerk <laughs> which is making me wonder if i'm more of a jerk at regular speed what about five times? Threshold. You said you six times speed. Yeah. Somebody's watching us at six times oh, speed, bro. Maybe that's the best way to consume you. Six times. <laughs> yeah. <speed. laughs> so, I don't know. I don't. I don't recommend chugging Travis. To be honest with you, that sounds like a great way to get dysentery. I don't. I don't like that at all. Oh, man. Um. No, but I think the people who think like we're actually arguing with one another are people who are some of our newer viewers, right? Who haven't been to a bunch of episodes with us. But I, I would say that that like. I don't know about you guys, but the shows where like the whole panel just agrees with each other the whole time bore me to tears. 
Like it's it's okay to have differing opinions. Like that's the whole point. Like hell, I have hoax shirt for for God's sakes. Like you know, it just it's okay to have different opinions and to talk about them passionately without hating the other person. Like that's, yeah, that I, shouldn't even be a, a hard concept. To and to also kind we of should get. clarify that we don't force the different. I know some panels like to. Yeah, no, we're differing. We sincerely disagree at least. Oh, I, yeah, some, I, I think some, I when, think that's pretty clear, but yeah, when some shows just don't have disagreement, that's just because we happen to all agree. You know, we tried to start a snafu about eggnog last week and it didn't happen. We just all agreed <laughs> that eggnog's pretty good. So well, vintage, vintage uh planted that after the candy corn debacle. Like, what about eggnog? And, and like, it, 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 out there. And it went the opposite way. It brought us closer together. So <laughs> the, the great candy can, candy corn wars were followed by a, an era of peace. <laughs> there was the there was no war. The war was very clearly won. Candy was corn. it? I mean, you had to eat candy corn, so I think you lost. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> that bag you at, were man? the one who said, "I don't want to eat this." It's, it's upstairs. Yeah. It's completely. I have had there. more of it. Oh, okay. I haven't had a lot of it. I'll admit, yeah. but I have had a few more pieces. I know pieces. how much you care about fitness, so yeah. I know every <laughs> bite of that candy corn you were regretting. There's no, no. way. I was I was literally mathematically adding it up in my head while eating. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even joking. And here's the thing yeah. is like how much it hurts you is not worth that level of payoff at candy corn. For me to eat candy, <laughs> it has to be real good. You know what I mean? Because like I'm trying to stay fit, homie. I'm, I'm, doing, a, I'm doing a supernatural workout after the show. Yeah. Oh man, I felt I felt like crap last night for whatever reason, and I started drinking, and then I ate a bunch of potato chips, dude. I wanted to, I felt horrible. I was like, "What have I done?" I felt terrible. I did ab workouts last night, bro. I'm crushing it with the <laughs> under that class, tie. He's just eight pack, <laughs> dude. I that's my goal, dude. My goal is to one day just like washboard abs, you know. I just pull it out, and you guys are like, "What, Travis is jacked?" Did you guys ever play Tales from the Borderlands? Sure. No, uh, I have yeah. not played Tales. Oh, crap. I want to be like the best friend. Remember that? Only guy? the very beginning. Tales but... in the Borderland. He takes off his shirt when they're in the desert and he's just got washboard abs. Like, <laughs> just the most ripped, nerdy dude ever. I want to be like that. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm working my way there, guys. It's cool. Oh, my gosh. All right. Keep at it. Keep at it. Hogue, what you got going on? Yeah, I put out a community post a couple <laughs> days ago, but I have not been able to make videos for a little while now since i got back from my trip it's proven to be a little bit more difficult than i had anticipated to get back into the swing of things this year as you can imagine but also going on the trip coming back has just been a step or two more difficult than i thought so i'm going to try to do hangouts and headlines more maybe do some virtual legality talk about michigan a lot of people want me to talk about the michigan suspension we'll see if i do that on the channel uh but um Overall, that's where you can find me. I do community posts when I feel guilty about not making videos. So those will be there at least. Check out the Hoglaw YouTube channel, folks. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter as well, talking about my undefeated Michigan Wolverines. Are they still undefeated? They, they are, are still undefeated. Wow. No, Good Penn for State you, man. couldn't beat them yesterday. I want you to know, as somebody who has no stake in that world, I'm happy for you. <laughs> that's what i said before you joined it was just me and Hogue before the show we were talking about that and i said that's mm -hmm. good i'm happy for you I love yep. it, uh, they have not lost in like three years as long as i've been conscious yeah in my <laughs> brain it's just a pack of like literal wolverines just rabid wolverines out just there devouring people. i don't know what they're they're winning at <laughs> they literally they're had a commercial well, about that. undefeated 
They like right, or was it Woodson, right? Charles Woodson. He's like, everybody else has got mascots. Michigan doesn't. So I thought I'd bring one in. He brings in an actual Wolverine. <laughs> and I think he eats Eddie George or something like that. Or do you know what the state Wol- of Michigan Wol- doesn't have? Wolverines. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> nice. There's no gators in SF either. My college mascot was a gator. Woodson. Wasn't Woodson a cornerback? Corner. Famous cornerback. Yeah. Cornerback. Yeah. Okay. I, I actually remember him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, what the hell's a Jayhawk? Actually, we still haven't you know, figured out. We've there for years. My college mascot was actually supposed to be the Golden Gators, the people who built the bridge. But then <laughs> at some point, somebody was just like, "Let's just Too throw long. an alligator in here." And now there's an alligator mascot at my school for no reason. It's not even what we are. When the when the professional team in Washington wanted to change their name, I thought they should just change their logo to a potato. But I was not heard on this. It's too bad. I would love a potato mascot. That'd be great. The Washington Redskins. No, and, they, and then they they Potato. lose. They go, Potatoes get mashed by Michigan State or whatever. That'd be amazing. Let's do it. They're baked. If the yeah. Washington Redskins lost to a college team, that would be a bad thing. That would be. Bad. See, I don't even. I didn't know the distinction. So, Dan Jagger said Jayhawks are real. Leave Kansas alone. I don't know they if they I've realize been here we're for both twenty something years. No, it's literally a fictional. Being for whatever the hell it is, but I thought, I, 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 I thought they were it rock like and dragons. They were chalk, no, huh? I thought they were rock and they were chalk. Rock chalk. That's, that's what I rock know. Chalk. Yeah, they rock chalk. Yeah, rock chalk. Yeah. What are we? Oh, Jag- Jagger's in Kansas see? too. Shout yeah. out, Jagger. Hey, somebody says he's got moves like Jagger. Yep. <laughs> All right, we have. Uh, t- I don't even have a, a funny phrase or pun to end this on so i'm gonna say thank you everyone for hanging out with us on this uh long episode today we had some uh had some good laughs enjoy the games we'll be back next week finally get to talk about our game of the year bet and see where that landed up on the nominees it's gonna be fun i'm nervous about tomorrow i gotta be honest uh i'm ready to lose let's go (laughs) come on guys everyone vote resident evil 4 Come on, you can do it. You don't All want right. that, Ains. <laughs> Win some <laughs> other way. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good week. Everyone enjoy their games. We will see you next Sunday. Thanks, as always, for hanging out with us. Until then.